Nervous Habits Bonus Content. Have you taken a nap today? No. I don't no. You don't take naps anymore? No. When was the last time you took a nap? I, I just, I don't, once I wake up, I'm, I'm done for the day. I took a nap, I think about six months ago, and I, I, I remember it was, it was a solid nap. I feel like I was very, very restful. So, uh, Pen, so this is Penny's spot, by the way. She likes to hang over the couch and just look out the window. Oh yeah, Robin, they love looking out the window. It's, it's like good. they don't have good eyesight, so I don't know what they see exactly. It's good stimulation. All right, so, so we'll get started. Um, how's it going, guys? Welcome to Nervous Habits. Bonus content, the 13th episode. Lucky 13 of the bonus episodes. For new listeners to the pod, 2021 just joined uh, the fandom. Um, the bonus episodes are an opportunity for you to peek behind the curtain, uh, speak with my friends, my family. Well, not speak with us, but listen, <laughs> listen to us. Um, talk about things that you know are going on in our lives, our reactions, random BS, whatever's on our minds. This week, I have a returning guest, Adam Michael Rabinowitz. You've been on how many times? What, three or four? How many this times? This is probably the third episode. No, because you did... Well, well, I for, did one bonus, say... Probably two years ago, and then we did one on education and politics. So oh, that, I think this is number three. That was a classic. I still have people writing in. When are you getting that guy back to talk about policy? Um, <laughs> but yeah, Adam. Uh, Adam's one of my. So Penny. Penny's literally sniffing my Seven Eleven coffee, trying to get a sip. Um, Adam's one of my longest, uh, longest tenured friends and longest tenured guests guests on the pod. Um, I think episode seven. That was the one I was on. No, it was the actually it was episode nine. But but oh, I'll I'll, right. I'll check because I don't want to I don't want to like embarrass you in front of in front of all your friends. Let's see nervoushabits.com. Did I buy the domain? I was by the way I was trying to buy the nervous habits domain. It's expensive. Have you ever tried to buy a website domain? Uh, I have never tried to buy a website domain. It's, How expensive was it? Well, I, I actually, say, that's a lie. For work, we have. I want to say it's like thousands of dollars. Oh. And you can. There are people that auction off. Like you know the Met, how Facebook is now Meta. Metaverse. Someone or... bought Meta.com, and they're actually doing this thing called cyber squatting, which is against the law, where you like hold on to the. Um, website domain, even though you have no rational purpose to it, just to like try to get as much money as possible from the person that needs it. That's unlawful. So Adam, it was episode twelve. We were both wrong. Oh wow! Okay. Long time friend episode and educate, education consultant. That's not even your job title anymore. No, not my. It's not my title anymore. That was in twenty nineteen. Wow, it's, All cra- right, so. it's crazy. Once twenty twenty two hits, it'll be the fourth year of the pod. 19, 20, 20. Isn't that crazy? Four years. Four, four, four years going strong. But anyway, so we're recording. Everyone knows we do this in advance. We're recording. It's November 13th. Um, bonus episode 13 on November 13th. And what's special about November 13th, Adam? Let's see if you know. Uh, really? What's on November? Th- I'm disappointed in you. I'm halfway to 30. Oh, okay. This is, uh, this is my... Um, Half birthday. All right. I, I guess we weren't as friends. I guess we're just colleagues now. You've been demoted. <laughs> No, today's my um my half birthday. So six months in, and then the 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 countdown to thirty is now resuming. Is it heightened that you're turning thirty now that you're more than halfway there? Or will be more than um, halfway, or do you I, not feel any different from November twelfth? <laughs> to be honest, yeah, right. Like I wake up today, I'm like shuddering. Uh, to be honest, like I've just accepted it. Honestly, I actually had a conversation with um with a friend of mine recently where uh, I was just like, you know what. I, I think I think she mentioned it, but it was like, why does age have to matter? You can just like lie about your age. You can just be dishonest about it, right? Like what stops you from meeting someone and just being like, I'm 27? Nothing. Especially like, you know, Adam and I, we look, you know, we look young. Like people, we still get carded when we go out, right? 
Not anymore. Not, not really. Not, well, I do. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, <laughs> Looks uh, like I've aged. Dude. Yeah, right. Um, well, you well, you dress pretty professionally, but like I don't know. I could just tell people I'm twenty. I'm perpetually twenty nine, right? Like people, you know, I don't have an obligation to be. You don't. The only the, time you have to be truthful about your age is on your like work paper documentation. Well, no, not not even then. <laughs> but anyway, so this is being recorded in mid November. It's coming out early December, and I figured you know we could do a little holiday roundup because. We have so Halloween was recent, yeah. and then we have Thanksgiving coming up um, in the present. So in, in mid November, Halloween was in the past. Thanksgiving is in the near future. But when this episode comes out in December, end of December, it will be Christmas time, the holiday season. So I guess with Halloween first, let's hear first. I want to hear about your costume. And then I want to hear how many costumes you had because I know you had like a bunch of parties to go to on Halloween. <laughs> Me? Uh, yeah. Zero and zero. <laughs> you didn't dress up? No, I didn't dress up. Why? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just not into costumes. I'm like – in college, the peak was the Blue Man group that we did. That's the most all-out I've gone for a costume, and that was Junior nine year. years ago at this point. 2013. Eight, eight years ago. Oh, eight years ago. Right? Almost right, nine tw- years right, tw- ago. No, no, no. no. 20, you're right. 2012 because 13 yeah. was the fall. You're right. Yeah, nine, nine years, years ago. I don't know. I've, I've just never been into costumes. I feel like it just draws a lot of attention that I – I don't know. It's putting yourself out there. So I, if anything, my dog dressed up more than like I did. Or we put – all the Halloween parties we went to were for our dog, not for yeah. us as a couple. Yeah, I mean I uh, I dressed up with my buddy as the Soprano Polly. I haven't even really seen the Sopranos, but I didn't know what else to be. So I was Polly Walnuts. You've seen Sopranos, right? I have not seen the Sopranos. I thought you've seen it. So I was Polly Walnuts. He was Christopher. If you listen, if you watch the Sopranos, you'd know who they are. I didn't know who they are. So we just did some track suits and some chains and stuff. And then Penny dressed up. Everyone knows sushi. So she was. Uh, she had some soy soy hat. You know, soy sauce drizzle all over her fur. Some sashimi on her head. No, not that stuff. But she did have a sushi outfit. We we went to um, Adam and I took the dogs to like a parade, a little Halloween parade. They had Penny a red was carpet. A- Put in a strong showing for the costume. Costume of the year. Yeah, she lost to Dogecoin, but I took a photo of um of her on the second place thing just to make it seem like she won, but she really didn't. What do you think of like I feel like that's just intensified over the past like ten years or so, like dog you know, dressing up dogs. I thought you were gonna like, say crypto. I was like I was like, I don't wanna talk about crypto. <laughs> dressing up dogs? Like it's like it becomes a whole spectacle of like your dogs or pets being in costumes and then they organized a whole parade around it. I mean, I've said this on the pod before and I'll say it again. I really don't like when people, we might've talked about this when people like live vicariously through their dog. Like when they'll post on Instagram, like my mom does this a little bit today. I had some great soup. So my mom is posting as the dog. I had some great soup today and my mom like gave me some cuddles. It's like, dude, you're not a dog. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't. And Penny, well, Penny's huffing and puffing. Emily does that for ravioli and. Oh like, yeah, she does. Well, the pasta well, puff. Yeah, but she doesn't say I. It's just like, an assume there. Like I guess it's ravioli speaking, but she's not going so far as to be like, I'm doing this today. I'm doing that. It's just like a caption that goes with the photo. Mm. But I don't. I wouldn't have the motivation to manage that at all. I do. I do hear that. Like like a lot of people though, they they just I don't know. They like invest a lot of emotion and and. <laughs> Like, all that stuff into their dogs where it's, like, I don't really see – like you said, like, with the red carpet show and the costumes. Like, I, I don't know. I guess some people did, like, a, a themed costume with the dog. Like, I saw there was one person who was Ash Ketchum and the girl was – Pokemon. No, no. I thought it was, like uh, – oh, oh. It was Misty or is that her Is name? that the one? I haven't played it in years. Misty, Ash, and the kid – the dog was – what? Uh, 
uh, Pikachu or Meowth or something? I think so. I don't remember. That was pretty intense. But I do like costumes. So, I don't know. Like, like I think the best costumes are the low-effort ones. Like, if you have um, puns where it's like Breadwinner, where you have the... If you're wearing a medal and you're holding like a, like a, a loaf of bread, thought work from the person to connect the dots. Exactly, or like the Spice Girls, where it's two girls holding a cup of ginger or cumin. Oh. The ceiling fan, you've probably seen that one. You're wearing a t-shirt. It says "Go Go Ceilings," or the identity thief. Actually, someone from my school had this um, at one party where you just have a hundred "Hello, my name is" stickers on your shirt. Those costumes seem like for me. Like if I ever went to a party, I would just. <laughs> or do you know like what's a good one. one? Ian listens to this podcast. He, uh, my last roommate in New York, he had like a, a piece of yellow construction paper and he just wrote R on it. And when everyone's like, what are you? He's like, I'm the R train. <laughs> Those are um, the types of costumes I need. Like not like dressing up extravagantly, but just like a simple shirt or hat or whatever. And... Yeah, like like a pun, like Netflix yeah. and chill. That's what you and Emily could do. Like you'll be Netflix and she'll be chill. Maybe Actually, next year. You'll be chill. She'll be Netflix. Um <laughs> Yeah, and then like a big popular one this year was the Squid Game, which I still haven't seen, but everyone's Emily dre- saw it. She saw it? Yeah. What did she think? I she think really liked it. She liked it. Imagine if she was like, it was terrible. <laughs> um, why? But the problem is, do you ever play Red Light, Green Light when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. I that's feel like that's like like a horror thing now, based on the, the show that I haven't seen. Yeah, it's like, what is it? You play childhood games to the death, pretty much. Oh, well, you just you, spoiled it oh, for me. And for, no, I'm just kidding. I no, think that's I, the premise. I don't think it... <laughs> is there an actual squid? Like, what's the... I have no idea. What's All the, I know is, like, apparently, you know, it's a comment. It's a commentary. The ultra-rich watch the poor, like, play children's games for a lot of money. Oh, uh, yeah, well, oh, Penny's crying because she's, cause she's considered the ultra-forced and she's living with me. I'm in debt from law school. <laughs> um, well, look, I mean, I just think... I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list. Um, and I just think it's like funny that that's like now the hot thing. Um, and then last year I did the Joker. You probably remember with all the makeup. Oh, yeah. So I still embrace the idea of dressing up on Halloween just cause it's like, when else in your life do you have an excuse to just like wear a costume and no one's going to look, you know, people are going to look at you funny, but they're not going to like question it. You know what What's I mean? What's your threshold? Like when do you stop doing that? Is there a time at which you're like, all right, I'm dropping wearing costumes for Halloween? I feel like if I have nowhere to go, like, I'm not going to wear a costume and sit at home and, like, you know, make some, some Sparrows pizza in the oven. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's not a, that's not a, a fun... Sparrows? Well, not miss Sparrows. What's the cheap one? Elios? Um, <laughs> Elios. Uh, Eli- listen, Elios is on sale. It's two, 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 I think it was two twenty nine. That's three pizzas. We, we divide we do the unit price. But, no, if I have nowhere to go... Then yeah, I'm gonna go to uh, I'm gonna not, I'm gonna not gonna dress up. But if I have like friends, which I don't. But if I had friends theoretically, and they had like a party or social event or a bar crawl, yeah, I'm gonna dress up. Does that make sense? I feel like Do you I think people shift from hosting Halloween parties at a certain age. Um, I don't know. I don't. Holly's like giggling in the background, but I don't. Uh, my sister's visiting me, um, so she might chime in at some point. But I don't. I don't know. Like. I feel like Halloween is only fun when you're a kid and you're trick-or-treating and when you're like a young adult slash in college and you go to parties. You're never too old for Halloween. I don't think it's going to pick you up. I'll pick up the sound <laughs> from over there. Uh, I mean, look, like I just think if you're – I don't know. If I'm like 50 and I'm not married and have no kids, like I don't I, I really see myself having a party. Like imagine Larry David, right? Can you imagine Larry David dressing up and having a Halloween party? You know? I mean he would make a whole shtick out of it. Um – but anyway, so Halloween, uh, I guess at this point, when this episode drops, Halloween will be like months and months in um months uh, in, in the past in the, in the rearview mirror. And then we have coming up Thanksgiving, 
Adam's Adam's uh, Adam's family is like very close to my family, so he comes over every year to join the Rosens in yeah. the Thanksgiving festivities. Well, I didn't do it last year, but oh. this year I think. Well, last year was a like really pandemic pandemic, but this year, yeah, we'll we'll be there. I mean, that'll good. happen too at the point this airs. What will happen? What that will have happened? Thanksgiving, yeah. Oh, so did you have fun at Thanksgiving? Oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> what, what was your favorite part about it? Uh, I get probably like watching all the animals and chaos unfold. Like I haven't seen Penny interact with. I really hope that and like birds. And... I hope that the, my, the all my animals are healthy because it would be like a shame if something happened to them in the next couple of weeks. And then Adam's like, <laughs> then I released the podcast in December, and Adam's like, I loved seeing the animals, and it's like they weren't there. No, but uh, yeah, no, it's it is fun like seeing. Uh, some listeners of pods know the pod. The pod know that um, my folks at home we have two tropical parrots, and then we have a puppy, Boston, a Westie. I guess he's not a puppy anymore. He's a dog, Boston, and then we have two cats, and then we have That's Penny. So it is kind of like a zoo, and it is also really stressful. We're sitting at the table, we're trying to like eat and whatever, and then the birds are screaming. Does Penny beg for scraps? Of course. And then my parents. My parents literally like like my dad does this thing where whenever Penny begs for food, my dad will like slip her like chicken or turkey or pizza crust. So for Penny, it's like Penny the jackpot. Well, she well, well she loves going home, and I, I think I've told you this because basically um, in my apartment there's not a lot of room, so she can't really run around, and she has a lot of energy. And my house, my parents' house, has like two floors with steps. So I shit you not, and Holly can back me up. Sometimes during the day, she just runs furiously, runs up and down the stairs just for fun. <laughs> like, true. like you hear, you, you literally hear. You're like, like watching a show, and you just hear like, because she's like running up and down. And I'm like, where is she going? And she's just like playing for fun. So, so okay. So you liked uh, seeing the animals. What else did you like about Thanksgiving, Adam? Thanksgiving that hasn't I, happened yet. I haven't yet. seen your family in a while, probably. Oh. They probably forgot who you are. You should probably reintroduce yourself. I know. I Although my I'll, dad... I'll my, hand out business cards at the... <laughs> my dad... That's really funny. My dad um, does this thing where he like pretends to, to not know who people are. I think I don't know if you remember, but... um. Uh, like back before we became close, like like back seven eight years ago, like like first few years of our friendship, my dad would be like, and you, he'd shake your hand, like, and you are, do you remember that? He'd be like, he'd be like, he'd be like are, and you're Alan, and you're like, no, my dad's Alan. <laughs> I think he's seen our family enough to to know at this point. Um, but yeah, so Thanksgiving was fun. Uh, shout out to my mom, mom, thanks for uh for cooking for everyone. Really appreciated it. Loved my mom makes great turkey. She makes stuffed cabbage. Cranberry sauce. Well, that's the food too. You can't. What do you uh, mean? I mean, you can't discount. That's a plus of Thanksgiving. Just oh. like all the classics. Well, we haven't gotten to the fat segment, but at some point, <laughs> at some point, we got to uh, we got to address the elephant in the room, which is the fact that I haven't worked out in like, like a month. But anyway, right, so that's um, probably an exaggeration. It's it's pretty bad. I mean, I walked Penny. I walked Penny, but besides that, but yeah. So then we got so the holiday roundup, Thanksgiving. And then I think let me see when this episode's dropping. I think this is dropping after Christmas. Um, Adam seeing all my stress post-its. This is dropping the seventeenth, so right before Christmas. Mm. So Adam, I'm sure you're excited about uh, Christmas. What do you uh, What do you guys got planned uh, for Christmas itself? Emily yeah. and I always just do going to Chinese. church, right? Chinese. Oh, yeah. Wait, what I'm about? Sure. Why aren't you going to church? Uh, what do you have not- against What do you have against Jesus? <laughs> Not my religion. <laughs> not my religion. Our, our uh, observance of choice is like Chinese food and doing nothing, essentially. Um. Yeah. Like I don't. It, it is kind of fun, you know. You as a Jew on an Adam, of course, Rabinowitz, member of the tribe here, along with me. Um. You get some Chinese, 
and then you go to the movies or you watch some movies at home and then you go online and you see all your friends posting gifts and you feel like feel like left out <laughs> um it is it is hard like i like i feel like before instagram and uh, Facebook, you can and Snapchat, you can just sort of like live your life and forget that everyone's having fun without you. But now, Christmas as a Jew, it's like, oh wow, like I'm glad you're having so much fun while I'm sitting here with my stale chow mein, you know, <laughs> Star Wars for watching for yeah, the fifth time. I mean, you know, uh, we we have our holidays; they have their holidays. Who's they? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, ju- I'm just kidding. Everyone has their own holidays. That's just not ours. Do you? But you guys celebrate Hanukkah, right? I mean, like we light the menorah every night, but how do you spell much more than that? How do you spell Hanukkah? Because there's like seven sp- spellings. Uh, I haven't written it down in a long time. All but right, like, I would do a C H. You would do a C H A N U K A H. I just I think double K. Double K. Holly, how would you spell Hanukkah? Double K. C H U N. No, no. C H A N. We're calling it Chanaka for now on. <laughs> Because there's H-A-N-U-K-K-A-H. But then if you ask Tara, my older sister is pretty observant, Tara would be like, no. It's it's like C H A N U K A H. Okay, I'll I'll defer to Tara on that one. You have to defer to Tara on everything. But yeah, so Hanukkah's coming out. Um, or Hanukkah. Hanukkah will be over by the. I think it's early this. Well, it it passed recently. It started on November. I think like twenty eighth or something. I can't remember if I said this in the pod. The problem is the longer the pod goes on, the more I um I forget like the stories that I've recycled. But the funny thing about my mom is every year she tries to give us eight gifts, but like sometimes she doesn't like buy enough stuff to fill the eight days. So then like towards the end, like one night will be, she'll just give us guilt. She'll be like, here's a gift. It's just like a, a sack of like three chocolate coins. Do the dogs coins. get eight gifts also? I think Boston does. Um, she'll oh, give us guilt. not good enough. No, Penny. Oh, look, she's fast asleep. Uh, so Boston will get, uh, so we'll get guilt for one night and then one night we'll get like, gl- like really like cheap like gloves. Like, like <laughs> my dad, um, yeah, we got some inside jokes. And then one year, I think she got like a bunch of like free like board games. So I got like this one game. It was like the rules of the road, how to drive. I was like, Mom, like this is the best gift I've ever gotten. No, but I love my parents and uh, appreciate all the all the Hanukkah gifts. And I don't see what the big issue is with putting a tree up. You know, my mom has always been like weird about it because it's not our holiday. But like, I don't know. I just are you, know, you gonna put a tree up? I I mean, I'm actually I've lived on my own. How many years? 14, 15, 16, 17, like eight, nine years, and I've never put a tree up. This could be the year. Maybe this is the year. I mean, um, a tree symbol, it could be a, you know, like, it doesn't have to be associated with Christmas. It could just be associated with the holiday spirit. It could just be like a, the Hanukkah bush. Isn't that a thing? Uh, I think it is, yeah. Um, yeah. Penny moved to the other side of the table because she doesn't like our conversation. But yeah, so what do you think about uh, random holidays? Holidays that, that haven't... That that aren't as renowned as as Christmas and Hanukkah, and you know we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Kwanzaa as well, and the Winter Solstice and the Boxers Day. But what about this, Adam? What about in January we have uh, National <laughs> Step in the Puddle and Splash Your Friends Day on the eleventh? Are you gonna be observing that one? Uh, all right, I'll come over here. Hopefully it rains and uh, the eleventh. <laughs> oh, January twenty sixth. Plan for vacation day. <laughs> plan- what if you're like oh, I'm taking PTO? I got a plan for vacation. <laughs> what the. F- February 28th, National Public Sleeping Day. I got to click this one. All right. Go so, sleep on February 28th. Uh, it encourages people to sleep outside. This can be difficult, but prevents a level of freedom freedom they've never experienced before. 
So what if you like fell asleep? I mean, this wouldn't be exactly observing the holiday. What if you fell asleep in class and they're like, "Hey, you wake up." You're like, "Uh, I'm observing a holiday." It's a religious. Well, that would be an interesting uh, free exercise case. The First Amendment. Um, here's a good one. Uh, (laughs) We're gonna have to make this podcast explicit. National Steak and BJ Day, the male version of. Valentine's Day. Oh, I I can't. All right, I'm gonna skip this I mean, one. I'm gonna have to edit. I'm gonna have to edit this part. I'm gonna have to edit this part out. Okay. It's not progressive. Uh, then we have National Joe Day on March 27th. Oh, who do you know? Joe is a shortened version of Joseph. Oh, thanks. Do you a know, name taken uh, from Joseph. Do you uh, know any Joes? I don't know what this means. It's a different you holiday. Celebrated Joe. Any Joe that you know? What's the first Joe that comes to mind when you think about Joe? Biden. Oh wow! I wasn't even thinking about Joe. I was thinking about Joe Goldberg from you. What you haven't seen, what you haven't seen. I'm thinking of a fictional uh, serial killer, and I don't think about the president. What a nerd. Uh, what about, oh, my God, this is kind of a, oh, my gosh. National Kate. Talk Like Shakespeare Day. All right, brush up. I think we know a couple people that are going to be celebrating that. <laughs> uh, wait, you got to say the day, though. That's April 23rd. Um, oh, for Emily, May 8th, National Dog Moms Day. Well, that's and pretty Holly, cute. I guess, too, right? Uh, n- said. No, I don't know about that. National Talk Like Yoda Day, Friday 21st. Observe holiday, we will. Uh, do not. There is Who only made tribe. These, up, you think? Uh, these are these are real holidays, dude. I'm pretty sure. But look, like, how do they catch in? Like, how do you create a holiday? Yeah. Uh, okay, this, okay. I'm definitely definitely gonna do this one. National talk in an elevator day. Um, every encourages everyone to strike up. Okay. So if I Google this, I wonder if it's actually a thing or if it's made up. No, dude. These are real things. Talking an elevator day. Talking an elevator day. Talk, so how do you get? How do you get a holiday to catch fire? Like so anyone could have just said, "Oh, on July thirtieth, it's National <laughs> Like Talking in Elevator Day." Like, how does that pop up on all these websites? That's a good question. National, you should do like Caps Lock Day. It's like, oh, that's a good one. October twenty second, Caps Lock Day. Oh, I'm, de- I'm definitely gonna be doing. Oh, we just missed it. I'm definitely gonna be. Watch today is gonna be a holiday. Whatever. Do you promise that whatever holiday is today, we have to observe? We shake, uh, we shake little, my, sh- shake my hand on it. Holly's the witness. All right, yeah, uh, you, you, you should you should see the reticent handshakes. Uh, um, no one will understand why you're shouting on the internet. You'll be celebrating. So cap caps lock day is the twenty second. Um, all right, let's see thirteenth, thirteenth. Here we go. No, nothing, nothing. Uh, what's December seventeenth when this comes out? This comes out. Oh, this is boring. National Ugly Christmas Sweater Day. So today's episode's coming out the seventeenth. Uh, just wear an uh, wear an ugly sweater. Um, you know, ugly sweaters used to be a thing where like it's just a sweater someone knits you that doesn't look good. But now it's like a whole. That's a fad. Yeah, it's like you go to like Walmart or Marshalls or whatever to buy an ugly sweater. You know what I mean? Well, we watch Shark Tank, and they're one of their most successful companies is literally an ugly Christmas sweater company. It makes millions and millions of dollars. Tipsy elves. Tipsy elves. What is that? Uh, it's an ugly Christmas sweater company. Tipsy Elves. Free advertising. Oh, yeah. No, we're going to have to edit that out. Well, I just – I don't know. I don't mind giving free advertising, but they're going to have to pay me in royalties. Are they still in business? No. Uh, it's crazy. I'm, I'm taking a class on entrepreneurship and building a business, and ever since then I've been like – and I'm also taking corporations. I'm like – I look at this and I'm thinking like I wonder how many seats are on their board of directors. I wonder like – you know how much equity the founders have. I you wonder... should watch Shark Tank. They do all that. Yeah, um... yeah. I mean, I watch I watch Shark Tank, but uh, 
uh, yeah, well, where the valuation is. Is it book price? Is it um, discount cash valuation or whatever? Did discount cash flow? Full House. Oh, look at that. Um, Adam and I, Adam and I like love watching Full House and making fun of National it. National Get Out of the Doghouse Day. What does this mean? Uh, there's a holiday which people can make. So Yom Kippur, people make rents for their transgressions. Oh, All right, my birthday, July uh, one day off. July seven, right here. No, no, no. July 19th. Uh, uh, get out of the doghouse. Uh, all right. How about this? May oh, wait. You're National Frog Jumping Day. <laughs> My birthday is National Frog Jumping Day. I got to look I gotta look this one up separately. Uh, every year, it's a favorite of young and old. Mark Twain published a, a story. See, these are real things. Uh, so what do you do on this day? So on National Frog Humping Day. Wow, uh, there's a whole history. Fr- frog jumping. I just said frog <laughs> humping. Freudian slip. On fr- National fr- Frog Jumping Day. Rosie the Riveter. What do you do? Visit a nearby frog. No, visit a nearby pond or aquarium. Oh, dude, I like I, I need you more can coffee. host a frog jumping competition. All right, so right now we got to make up a holiday that on a day that hasn't been taken. We got to make it up, and we got to we got to start a trend. Hashtag nervous habits. Hashtag holiday. So let's do one on a day that's meaningful. What's a meaningful day? What do you got? Um, well, if it's a meaningful day, wouldn't there be a holiday attached to it? Oh wow. Uh, well, well, like a personally meaningful day. What about like April, like March thirtieth, the start of the baseball season? Oh wait, no. Is it is it un, unoccupied? No, no. Nope. That's National, National Virtual <laughs> Vacation Day. What about, what about March thirty first? Oh, that's a good point. All right, the thirty first is open. So why don't we make that? Um, that can be National. That's tough, actually. Yeah, it's like you have to find a random activity that's the basis for a holiday. What about? Uh, national Free Coffee Day. Oh yeah, right. I think they have that already. Well, they um, might have a National Coffee Day. I don't know. If you can add free to it and then benefit. What about National Wear Your Socks Over Your Shoes Day? <laughs> national like that's what pretty are good. Those, like socks and sandals, like that oh stuff? the shoebies. Yeah, those shoebies from uh, Rocket Power. Yeah, those were good. National that, Shoebie Day. That's not bad actually. I wonder. My only concern, or worry about trademark and IP. Make sure no one already has a National Shoebie Day. Nope, no one has it. Is that how you spell Shuby? I think so. No, actually, it's Shuby. It's like that. No, there's only a National French Friday. National Shuby. All right, so from here on out, uh, Tuesday, what day is it? The 31st of March is National Shuby Day. So for everyone listening, hashtag National Shuby Day, hashtag March 31st, hashtag Adam Rabinowitz, uh, hashtag Nervous Habits, wear your socks and then your sandals. By the way, or flip-flops or whatever they call them, Slide, slides. Have you heard of slides? Whenever I walk Penny in the morning, I always wear a mashubi because I'm not, well, not even walk. Whenever I take her out for a quick number one or number two, and I want to just, I'm not taking her on a full walk. I just take her outside to, to you know, do our business really quick. I wear the shoebies just because I figure I'm not actually going to be seen in public. Like it's a very, you know, close, uh, transient window. So I'm like, I can get away with, with wearing shoebies. Right? I mean, I always wear sandals. Well, in the summer, basically when it's not cold out, yeah, I do the same. Well, I don't wear socks, but I have my sandals I'll just put on. Or flip-flops, and that's the only time I wear them is to take ravioli out for a quick walk in the morning. The, but, but okay, so you walk around your neighborhood in sandals and socks? No socks, just sandals. See, that's different because no socks or sandals, you're embracing the fact that – well, I guess if it's winter, then it's like what are you doing? But Well, I wouldn't do it in winter, yeah. Are your toes in, in a condition uh, such that they're presentable yeah, to the I world? Try, I try to, yeah. You, you keep the, the toes well? 
nice winter, and clean. I guess I don't have to. Because uh, I feel like the, the sock, you know, if you have like a toe fungus or you had something something wrong, it's it's it's, it's hidden. It's from the world. But it's you know, if your toes are bare and, and nude, then you got to make sure you keep them up to snuff. Yeah, well, I think they're mostly fine. <laughs> Adam, yeah, that's such an Adam Rabinowitz non-answer. I love it. Um, so anyway, so the other day, um, so I got a call. So the other day, I got a call on my phone, and it was from home. And uh, my girlfriend, she's a gen- member of Gen Z. She's very young. So she was like, "What does that mean, home? Is that your mom's cell phone or your dad's cell phone?" And I was like, "No, no, that's my that's my home phone." And she was like, "What do you mean a home phone?" And I was like, "A landline." And she just didn't understand. She was like, w- w- "She was like, do people still have landlines? Like, what's the purpose?" I mean, my parents still have it. La- I, I still have it. It's home. It's also called home. Yeah. But she brought up a good point. It's like in 2021, if you need to reach your mom or your dad, you can just call their cell phone. If you need to send them a message, you can just text. So, what utility does does a landline have anymore these uh, days? I go to the home phone first if I want to call them, actually, and then I'll go to the cell phone. So, you think it's just for old people that are accustomed to like oh, landlines? I mean, we've I, I've thought about it. Like, I feel like landlines will be phased out in the next twenty to twenty five years. When you yourself have a home and have a family, are you going to have a landline? No, no, no landline. I don't think so, no. So Adam's future children who are listening to this, if you need to reach your dad, you have to call him on his you have to call him on his cell phone. What if okay, l- let me ask you this. What if you're in an area with no service? Also speaking to the mic. Um I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like you know, the cell phone is apl- like applicable in most cases. So I I don't know why a home phone would help you address no here's because here's my response when she said that when she was like there's no reason to have a landline i said well my parents live in a dead zone which is an area with no cell service so if you call and holly can back me up she lives at home what a loser i'm just kidding uh um if you call my parents and on their cell phones you won't be able to hear them but the landline is like a good connection but besides that I would say that there's no use for landlines in 2021. I mean, I feel like cell phone is the primary form of communication. How about this, though? What if you have to leave someone a message and, and, you, and they're at the – let's say they're at home and they're ignoring you or whatever, or, or it's not like an important call. I think the answering machine has utility then because you can be like, hey, mom, it's me. Pick up. I know you're sitting there ignoring my call, whereas with a cell phone, it goes straight to voicemail. I mean, I think you're, that use case is pretty small. What's a use case? <laughs> like the time, like when it would happen, like the amount of times that would happen is probably pretty minor. I just think, well, first of all, another thing to consider is like, I think that in the future, okay, I think that landlines are very much like a vestige of the past, like a time before cell phones. But I also think like a lot of these companies will give you the landline for free. You know, like if you sign up for cable, they're like, oh, take the landline. Um, I also think it's cool as. Maybe this is a little too symbolic or like philosophical. I think it's a cool way to like have a a nice, you know, uh, like a a symbol, like a, a vigil of the family, right? Like it's a home phone as opposed to let, how about here, here, here's an example. Let's say that you have a kid, right? You and Emily yeah. have a kid and they need to call one of, they would need to call both of you guys. They have to choose. All right. Am I calling dad or am I calling mom? And if they call Emily, man, you're probably going to be like, "What about what about old old Adam over here, old Arab?" I guess like yeah, that assumes one person is kind of the go-to. But. Like I, you know what I mean? Whereas like the home phone, I always call home. My parents don't have to be like, "Oh, you know, he likes you more," kind of thing. Um, but I feel like otherwise, you'd be they'd be having to to pick sides. I feel like each parent has their like specific things that the kid would go to. What like, does that mean? I don't know. Like you. 
maybe call your mom for a I don't know, some things, and you call your dad for other things. That's it doesn't sexist. mean, like, one is I'm, superior I'm to the other. I'm just kidding. I, I, was, I, was trying to, I was trying to, like, um, I was trying to like, uh, like taunt you into being, like, you'd call your mom if you need help cleaning or cooking. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not going to call, call I think, yeah, right? No, Adam Adam works in, um, in, like, in like the policy space, so you know, you, you know that, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, you got to say these, these views are, are, are my opinion alone and not the endorsement of my company or something But like I that. feel like the landline, the generation ends with our parents probably. Like I don't think anyone in our generation and below is going to use a landline. I remember being a kid and you know like you call your friend before cell phones and, and you would be like – I'd be like, oh, is <laughs> in there? Or like, hey, can I speak please? You call the mom. You ask for the kid. I don't like the I fact – I remember that. Oh, were you on the phone with no. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> Adam remembers those calls. He was like sitting and waiting. No, but, uh, I just think it's cool that like, if you want to reach the kid there's like a gatekeeper, your mom, the mom's like, what is this, what is this referring to? Whereas like now you can just call a 12 year old on the cell phone. That's kind of weird. What was your first cell phone? Um, I think I got my first, I think I got, uh, I want to say 14, probably ninth grade. Okay. Yeah. What same, about you? 14. Same. And that was late. Yeah. Now, dude, kids nowadays, I hate to be that old oh, man. Oh, no. Like, they do yelling like at clouds. nine, ten. Dude, there's like – Holly will tell you because Holly uh, um, babysits uh, our family friends. And Holly, like how old are those kids? Oh, she can't hear us. She, she's ignoring us. How old are those kids and they have phones? They're like five, six years old. Oh, she's just holding up numbers. Four years old. Do they have their own phone or no? They have their own phone? No way. There's Four, no way like, they have their own – Well, you know, the kid – yeah, the kids have iPads to play games on. So these like a form of Wait, entertainment. She's joining the conversation. You, you got to lean in. And you got to introduce yourself. Holly Rosen for the defense. Hi, this is Dr. Rosen. Just kidding. Not yet. Not yet. So so these kids are 4 years old and they they have their own devices? I mean, they have their own iPads, which I which is theirs, and even even phones. Like you like people give their kids like 6 years old, you give your kid a phone to bring to camp or school. That's weird. Like it's messed up. <laughs> That's really weird. I agree. Yeah, um, I would. I can't imagine. Although, even when I was a camp counselor, and this was a decade ago, like kids were had phones at nine or ten, but now it keeps trending backwards. It's like one of the first things they get in memory. Oh, here's your cell phone. It's funny. Three. It's like it's like push, push. It's a girl. Here you go, sweetie. Verizon Wireless. <laughs> um, no, but actually, we're talking about phones. Holly, I don't know if you remember this. Adam, I don't know if you had the same experience. Um, Penny's Penny's falling asleep behind me. Very cute. Uh, I don't know if you had the same experience, Adam, but like when I was a kid and we would be driving home from like a, a restaurant 40 minutes away, we would bring a book into the car. Like I would bring, you know, like the oh, Hardy Boys. I, I did, yeah. And if it was dark, I would use my cell phone as a flashlight. And it was so, it was such a wholesome experience. I would like light the, the words. Do you know what I mean? How yeah. you, you remember that? Yeah, always. Those were the wholesome days when you brought a book or like a toy with okay, you. No. Like, it was like honestly, that's that's how it should be. It's so sad nowadays. Like the closest thing to like being attached to technology was like a Game Boy or a Game Boy SP, which still I didn't use until what we, what we were like like ten or twelve years old. Yeah. Like it's just it's just ridiculous. Like I, I just think yeah now like there's no reason for kids to bring a flashlight. I used to have when I was a kid. Do you remember this one year for Hanukkah? We were talking about Hanukkah earlier. My dad got me one of those construction like uh, lamps. Like uh, it's it goes around, it gets wrapped around your head. Do you know what I mean? This big light. No. <laughs> yeah. No. I I wish you guys could see this. It was a video. I don't even it was this. it was like a um oh, yeah. it was like a, a headband that went around your head and had a flashlight on it. Oh, yeah. And I was so excited because I was like I can finally read books in the car at uh -huh. night with my flashlight. 
why. And now kids these days are freaking, they pull out their iPhone 13, like, yeah, like I'm on TikTok. It's like, fuck that, you know? How young are kids on TikTok? I don't want to know. Probably like 10. Like, it's so, it's so sad, honestly. I'm like disgusted. Our childhood is like the real thing. If you're a parent. 90s baby. Yeah, well, it's not. (laughs) Anyway, if you're a parent and you're listening to this, like, make better decisions. No, but you know what I mean? Like, like they don't, and even, even reading Kindles and, um, what's the other one? Nook. Nook. It might have gone bankrupt. I gotta have the hard copy. Yeah, because even reading the Kindle and the Nook, I, people are like, oh, it's easier or whatever. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's still children are using electric uh, electronic devices um, as opposed to just like living in the analog world. And it really, it makes me sad. You know, like I, I loved those. I don't really think about it much anymore, but I loved those long car rides, reading the book with the flashlight on my head, like, where actually my parents would give me an actual flashlight. And then I, and then I, cause I have two sisters, we would rotate. I get the flashlight for one page and then Holly gets like a little bit on the right and then Tara gets on the left. Wow. And it's like, that's a uh, very economical, <laughs> yeah, economical Rosen. I don't even remember. Um, I made it up. No, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sad, man. But anyway, um, I just think landlines, cell phones, it's all it's all crazy. I do think that, uh, as you said, we're, we're probably at a tipping point where after after this, it's like no more, n- no more. It's all all phones. It's like we're the last generation. The last landlines. Yeah. Um. But uh, what else? What else I want to talk? So Adam and I both have dogs. Part of that. That's part of our new. Uh, do you know what's fun is like when you have. When you have like a best friend and then you have kids and then the best friend's kids are best friends with your kids, it's like a generation. So like my my son is going to be best friends with Adam's son or daughter or whatever or or, or non-binary. Well, well, no, I'm oh, sorry. My, well, no, I said my non-binary child is going to be friends. you're covering the bases. Yeah, thank you. My non-binary child is going to be friends with Adam's non-binary child. Hey, they could, they could even reproduce and then Adam and I will be linked and then their children are friends. But until then, until we have kids – um, our, at, our dogs are best friends. So Adam, for the listeners, is Ravioli interested in, in copulating with Penny? What, what's what's the what's the uh, team? Well, Ravioli, that his time has passed in that department. So. Uh, you uh, you cut off his. You know what? Uh, that was before we adopted him. That was already taken care of. So Ravioli cannot physically reproduce, but they can adopt Penny and Ravioli. Yeah, they could. They could adopt. Yeah. So Penny, they just find a dog, and it's like oh, ours. Uh, uh, our dog now. Um, <laughs> But uh, that would yeah. be an interesting pair because Penny's like double the size of Ravioli. But that's always how it works out. You have like a really big like woman or a big man and a small woman or a small man, <laughs> or uh, you know. And so yeah, they'd make cute babies. So Ravioli is how old? He's two and a half. And what kind of dog is he? Uh, we did the DNA test. He's half miniature pincher. Found out he's one hundred percent. It's impossible to hear. We did the DNA test and not hear Lizzo. <laughs> Wait, so so what'd you say, buddy? Uh, half miniature pincher. No, no, before that. We did the DNA test. Found out. <laughs> okay, and then what happened? Uh, half miniature pincher. He's Chihuahua, Cocker Spaniel, Shih Tzu. And then he does have some bigger dogs in him, like Rottweiler, Boxer. It's pretty crazy how they, just from like a swab of saliva, can like really have a dog's whole genetic profile it is like it is like really cute that um that like our dogs hang out they have like play dates they like go to the park together yeah. um they go out to like restaurants and they do the lady in the tramp they're eating the, the spaghetti um but adam actually got adam and his girlfriend adopted a dog i want to say a year before i did or longer because nine he, months nine months before i did yeah and I've, i don't know if we've told this story in the pod before because 
I haven't had you on since I think the Trump one was the last one, right? With the election? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, the one we did with Ian and we did oh, the, the yeah, Supreme that Court. Oh, yeah, that was the last. So this is the fourth one. You're right. Yeah, because the, yeah. then you did, then you did the, the bonus episode, the bonus episode about nothing. We talked about Seinfeld, made you the yeah. drink, uh, and then the episode 12. But no, so we didn't talk about this, but I remember I was talking about Adam, uh, talking about getting a dog for a long time, and Adam just thought, didn't think I was serious. He's like, yeah, whatever you say, buddy. I was like, I'm going to get a dog. And then one day I actually had a dog. You sent me the photo. You're like, yeah. Mine. Mine. Just showed Penny. This this dog belongs, and you you still were like, "There's no way that's your dog." Ah uh, no, I believed you. I mean, you're showing me a picture of a dog, unless it was like an elaborate prank. What would you do if like one day, like like Penny just showed up at your door with like with like it has a note on her. It dollar. has a note, and it just says like, like it's like from Ricky. It's like I'm moving away. Like like I'm I'm flying to the other side of the world. Like this is your dog now. Look look, she likes to Penny roll. Penny is. Uh, She's like, you're not gonna get a, a give me away. Like but this. what would you, what would you and Emily say though? Like, uh, like, like if she showed up with a note. I mean, we would take her in. I don't know about that. Well, you, mean, you got the what? space for it. <laughs> not for two dogs. Our apartment's not that big. No, she, she literally here. She's looking up. She's as soon as Adam said not, not for two dogs. Penny looked up. Look, look how tired. That's you when you don't get your nap. Um, as soon as uh, you said that, she just looked up. But yeah, it is cool. Like Adam's girlfriend, Emily, and me and Adam, we have a little text chain, puppy support group. And I feel like you guys, like I'm kind of a free rider. Like you guys give me advice. I don't really give you advice. Well, we're nine months ahead of the game. So all the stuff that Ravioli had Penny is experiencing just like months prior. Like the first mm. bout of Giardia, the first like kennel cough, like the first. Oh. Uh... She didn't have kennel cough. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about the anal? Uh, what the fuck? Anal Eight... expression. Anal expression. So unless you're, if you're a dog owner and you hear the term getting your anal glands expressed, I would think to myself, I'd be like, what do you mean express? Like, does the dog get a microphone and read poetry? Like, but no, the anal gland gland expression is like, what is it? Like they open the butt or something? Yeah, essentially like clear it out. They, what do they clear out? Poop? Uh, yeah, whatever else gets stuck in there. Um, oh, uh, really riveting imagery for people. Yeah, well, no, I mean, Penny is doing this thing called scooting, where the dog, like, you know, you can she's trying to get rid of. You it. can skip ahead if you're not like enthralled by this, but uh, where the dog, like, like essentially moves its, um, uh, like, rubs its butt on the ground, and um, and I was like, what's going on? And then Adam and Emily were like. I think she's she's got some some cloggage up there. So I sent her the vet, and the the tech you know did its business, and the tech opened up the the spots, and then the tech called me. I was like, hey, I'm looking right at this you know stuff, and there's nothing in there. I was like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah. I said, can I come look? And they showed it to me. I took some pictures. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding about that last part. Um, but yeah, so the puppy support group is kind of cool, you know, because we have we can talk to each other about dog stuff. Um, but it's been hard, man. It's getting a dog well, as a single parent. Single puppy parent, it's no joke. Like Holly's here to help me take care of her, but um, it's it's hard. It's really hard. I've been really leaning on daycare. Daycare has been. I mean, we love daycare. Daycare has been been clutch. It's like it's like a stepping stone to a kid. It's like ah, uh, we have uh, the day to ourselves. The dogs in daycare. No, I mean actually, did you ever go to um? Daycare as a kid, or, or after? Did you go to aftercare? Uh, I did after school. Yeah, my when both my parents worked. Yeah. What, what was it called? Uh, it was like, I don't know, after, it was like aftercare, after aftercare. School. I don't think it was aftercare. I just, I remember. Oh, I gotta after, ask Holly when she gets out of the bathroom. After school, it would be from like 2.30 to 4 or something like that. And 
pretty much we'd just be in a classroom. There'd be snacks. You'd watch television. You'd do your homework. Like, that's pretty much it. So I want to ask Holly about this when she gets back. But, like, we had this thing. So I think both our parents worked, too, when we were younger. We did this thing called aftercare. And aftercare was basically, like, you st- kind of like what you're saying. You stay late. You do homework. But then they give you snacks. And then we go outside in the playground and we do stick tag. Have you ever played stick tag? Never played It was stick fun. Tag. It was fun. There was this woman. I remember her name. This is how sick I am. Her name was uh, Mrs. Wart, like W-A-R-T. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask Holly if she remembers her name. Hopefully she can't hear me. But uh, and she would literally take. She would walk around the playground with a stick, and she'd like freeze. She'd like be. Like, it, it was stick freeze tag. You ever play freeze tag? Oh yeah. You're frozen right now. So a stick freeze tag. You she pokes you with the stick, and you're frozen, and then someone else can unfreeze you. Wait, wait, come here, come here, come here for a sec. Come here. Oh, you heard? Shit. Wait, wait. Do you remember aftercare? Of course. Wait, you, that was like our whole childhood. You got to speak into that. You. What do you remember about aftercare? We would make like lanyards and do we make and, lanyards and go to the I think the girls made lanyards and we would do like arts and crafts and go to the um, we would do weaving weaving was very big what is weaving I think we would it's just like little rubber bands that you you just make headbands and stuff with I think you think I felt you, so <laughs> I felt so skilled that I did that then we went to the playground we played like what's that game like stick when you stick tag freeze tag. Yeah, and Do you, you remember just... the name of the woman that, that was doing that stuff? Who, Miss Ward? I thought it was Wart, W-A-R-T. <laughs> it's like Revelation. W-A-R-T. <laughs> Isn't it so crazy? This was literally 25 years ago. How old were we, like nine? This it's was so tw- funny. 20 years ago, and I remember Mrs. Ward. I know. We'll always remember her. It's so funny. Do you guys remember your teachers when you were, like, of all course. the names? All right, what, what were all your- 100%. Okay, ready? What was ready, your, set, what, go. What was your fourth grade teacher's name? Go. Um, Miss... Go, Adam. Elias Berg. Mine was Miss, mine was Rosado. Mrs. Rosado. Was it Miss Hughes? Okay. What was your eighth grade teacher's name? Any of them? Go, Adam. Miss Moore. Oh, that wasn't eighth grade. Oh. I had uh, I had I eighth grade was you guys are about, about maybe Mr. M. Eighth grade was Mr. Jansen for math. Mrs. Uh, Mr. Oh. M Mrs. for math. Di Piero was something. And I forgot I, the rest. I remember Mr. Barca for social studies. I'm going to look him up. What's his first name? <laughs> How do you spell it? We're going to check his answers. Barca? Yeah, well, I am. B-A-R-C-A. I'm, this, is, this is like an audit like by the IRS where they check your so taxes. You would look and like it's Matlin Middle School. Matlin Middle School? Yeah, you didn't spell it right. <laughs> Wait. Matt- M-A-T-T-L-I-N. M-A-T-T-L-A-N or I-N? I-N. Robert Barca... I don't see him, Adam. Oh, ex-teacher. It says ex-teacher admits battery of student. Adam Rabinowitz. <laughs> Robert Barca <laughs> assaulted Adam. Wait, I don't see it, man. Uh, well, I miss McCarthy, actually. No, well, this He's not is on here. now. That was, what, I was 13? That was, right. that was right. 16 a- years ago. Ask me a year, and we can audit me, too. Kindergarten, I had Mrs. Durland, I believe. And it was at, let's see, it was at RJ, RJ so let's see no, if it's here. That, it was Parkview. No, Park no, Parkview was first grade. No, RJ Wanna was... bet? RJO Durland. Check this out. No, RJ was fourth RJ, and fifth no, grade. It's intermediate school. It's intermediate school. <sighs> you went to Parkview. No, I had kindergarten at RJO. You with did? with Miss Durland. Yeah, man. Uh you changed it. You're an oldie. Alright, all right. it's not it's not it's not on the not internet. There. It's not on the internet, but that doesn't mean it's nope, not true. Not there. Alright, uh Richard I... Rosen. <laughs> Oh my God, Holly! I got I got I, I actually have to edit that out because that's it's like you can't say that stuff. Um, I'm actually I'm actually editing that out. But uh, all right, Holly, uh, who is your uh, fifth grade teacher? Go, Miss Murray. 
How do you spell Mar- how do you, how do you spell Murray? M U R R A Y at um, RJ Intermediate. School. Do you know what's funny? Is like is like we think that Google we think that Google has all the answers, but like this is years ago. Staff. Like what is it? Sta- there, staff. Yeah, but it's not gonna be. She's this still, is now. Serious. This is twenty years she's ago. She might have retired. Do you know what's funny? All of us fail. Do you know what's funny? Is thinking about how the teachers were basically our age and they have our and they go on like dating apps. It's like <laughs> you think about like your math teacher in sixth grade, like being a person and going on apps and like. That's funny, actually. They have this whole outside life you just assume like they're attached to the classroom yeah. and that's it they have, they don't do anything outside of the class yeah and then you like and now your friends or teachers are like or like i mean we were almost teachers and it's like imagine oh, i wouldn't go that far i wasn't almost <laughs> a teacher i've like i've gone on like dates with teachers and like and and just asked them questions about their students or whatever and um sounds like voyeuristic no 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 no, no. i've asked them questions about like Oh, like you know, what do your students ask you? And like, it's just weird. Some of her, some my like this this girl that I was seeing, her students like followed her on Instagram, and she was like, the school has a policy that doesn't allow it until after you they leave. So then you once the year ends, you can accept the student on Instagram. It's really. I remember weird. like the last day of school, everyone would like add every all their teachers on social media. No, but we didn't have social media when we were in school. So no, it's like, like June twenty fifth. It's like the now. final bell rings. It's like all right, accept. All right, it's like yeah, yeah. The, the, you the, have it. It's like the bell rings, and then you and they open up the inbox like twenty new new followers. I saw my first grade when I was like seven. I, I saw my first grade teacher. No, I saw my first grade teacher at the like dinner buffet, but. Golden Corral or Buffet and Brew. Did you say hi? She was like with her husband. I was like so excited. I was like, Mommy, that's that's like Miss Caesar. And, and then and she's like, I'm just like Suzanne, babe. <laughs> wait, wait. Call, call me Gina. I'm trying to think. I think uh, so. There's a Dunkin' Donuts in our town. This wait, is, and then my mom and then my mom was like was like. To, like using it as an opportunity for a teaching moment. She's like, "Can you tell Holly that she that she should she can eat whatever she wants?" Oh my God, Holly! Look, do you remember <laughs> remember this person? I'm not gonna say the name, but yeah. like a gifted teacher. Yeah, well, that this was Tara's teacher. I remember explicitly. Um, I oh no, that's someone else. Oh, we just see some familiar names. Oh, <gasps> my fifth grade teacher. He's still teaching. Oh my God. Mr. Uh, Mr. Kremenek. So he's been teaching for almost 20 additional years. Well, I... Okay, so so let's do the math. How old was I in fifth grade? I was... 10. 11. You turned 11. You were so I was 10. So 19 years ago, I had Mr. Kremenek. He's still there. Wow. Isn't that cray-cray? Uh, Mrs. Farazi. Here, why don't you look up... You can look up my... Holly... Oh, I gotta I got edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta edit this out. One of Holly's friends. Actually, there's a few of. <laughs> it's funny. Like, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast. Um, there's a. <laughs> I can't. I'm just gonna edit. I'm just gonna edit. I can't. I can't. Holly. I'm gonna edit the name. I'm gonna beep the name out. But this is an unedited podcast. That's why people keep listening. But um, what the hell was I gonna say? We we're talking about teachers. Yeah, it's funny. Like you go on like a dating app and like see like people see their their teachers on like dating apps or whatever. Or like it's just funny to think to yourself that once the bell rings at three o'clock, the teacher goes home. She like watches Netflix and then she goes to like a bar for like a date and then he like goes her Wouldn't and then she comes to class if the next you day. Moved back and your like teacher was young when you were and like they would still be young enough to be on a dating app. Like what would you if you stumbled on? A teacher on a dating. Oh, that'd be, that'd be like a shock to the system. I mean, it would have to be a teacher. It would have to be like a high school teacher where you're like 17 and she's young. She just started. I mean, I guess it could be someone old, but that's like really creepy. But I'm saying like, let's say you're you 17. You dating app at 40. But like the student then would have to be close to your age. Like you could have someone in ninth grade. 
40-year-old dating a ninth grader? <laughs> no, I don't, no, I don't no, know what no. you're saying. No, no, no. Like, the teacher is, like, early 30s. The kid's 14. Like, the teacher is... We're going to get, like, arrested just for saying <laughs> this. The teacher's now in their late 30s, and the kid is 21. Uh, it's plausible. I could, yeah, I think, I think I that's mean, it's, plausible. I mean, it's, like, highly unlikely, but... It's possible nowadays. It's funny how this conversation about we somehow we started talk, we were talking about dogs, then we we're talking about t- sending your dog to daycare, then we talked about aftercare, then we talked about school, and now Adam's talking about meeting his teachers on dating apps. <laughs> no, I didn't um, say you're gonna edit that out. Too. But no, I can't edit that part out. That that stays in. Only name. The only thing that gets edited out, uh, and it's it's under protest, is names when there's a risk. But. Uh, <laughs> No, I mean, it's just interesting, like, to think about your teachers and think about, like, them being people and then think about who you were and think about – here's here's something for you guys. Well, Holly left, but here's something for you, Adam. Um, do you think your teacher would remember you? If you said – like, if you hit your teacher up and you were like um, – How early? I'm going to say, like, your sixth or seventh grade teacher, if you ran into them and you said, hi, how are you? You don't think they would remember no. you? Do you think they would remember you? I think – like, Holly and I were very close with our French teacher. Um, she would probably remember us. Actually, there's – in high school, there's a couple yeah. teachers, like there's a couple. Do you te- think even almost twenty years later, they would after having hundreds no and hundreds of kids? Like, we we can't we, we can't hear you from that far away. Well, uh, you said twenty years later, what? That like after probably having not. hundreds and hundreds of students, like maybe five years later, sure, but twenty probably not. Sounds interesting. I had this one teacher in seventh grade. His name was Mr. Stroud, and he was really popular. Everyone called him Strouder Chowder, and he'd be like, when he saw you in the hallway. He'd be like, Ricky, what's up, buddy? With like the finger guns. What's up, buddy? And like it was like he was he was hot shit. But now thinking back, like like as a 30-year-old, I'm like, actually, that's kind of lame. <laughs> it like it's it's sad. no, now fuck. Now you have perspective. Now I feel bad. No, uh it's it's not lame. Fuck. Edit it out. Um <laughs> but uh but yeah, anyways, so so Adam and I this summer we went on a bunch of uh, – we saw a bunch of baseball stadiums. We saw three new four, Well, four total, but three new ones. We each saw three new ones. So everyone that listens to Nervous Habits knows that I'm a diehard baseball fan. One of my life goals is to see all 30 baseball stadiums, um, and I've seen – We got up to 11. Less, Yeah, less than half. So I'm making my way through the list, but this summer we, we saw – three. So we saw which ones did we see this summer? Well, you saw Camden for the first time. First time Baltimore. Camden Yards in Baltimore. Um, I saw Yankee Stadium. Adam saw Yankee Stadium. Even though he's from New York, he's never never been to Yankee Stadium. Then we went to. But it's okay. C- we don't like the Yankees. Citizens Bank Park in Philly. Okay. And Progressive Field in Cleveland. So we saw three three. What is that noise? Do you hear that? Let's That's not... Penny snore. Oh my God! Wait, wait. Can you can you put the mic under her? She stopped. She stopped. Wait, that'd be re- really funny if we can get get her snore because she snores really loud. Does Rav snore? Yeah, she's having a dream right now. Oh, <laughs> she's having she's having like like a dream. Wait, that was re- that would have been so good if we got her snoring on the pod. But anyway, so um, so we we saw a bunch of new ones. I thought that Camden Yards in uh, Baltimore was maybe the nicest stadium I've ever seen. I don't know if you agree. That's consensus. Yeah. I mean, Camden is my... Well, you got to talk in the mic, sorry. Camden is my... I have my list, like, number two. Number two? 
I think so, yeah. Why do you hate Baltimore so much, Adam? I don't hate Baltimore. If you listen to this and you're in Baltimore, uh, Adam Rabinowitz, you cancel him on Twitter oh, immediately. I, I, yeah, it's number two. I still think Fenway is like the nicest ballpark I've been – or the coolest ballpark I've been to. But uh, Camden is a beautiful stadium, and it's widely regarded as one of the best. I thought that um, Camden was just – the fan experience was really good. People were really friendly. The, the aesthetics of the stadium were beautiful. The Jumbotron – the problem with a lot of stadiums, like Yankee Stadium, there's so much advertising, so much sponsorships. feels like you're staring at like um, – it just – I don't know. It feels like you're staring at like like just – like ads everywhere, and Camden was just a jumbotron. The factories in the background. No matter where you were sitting, you had a great view. Oh, we had a great. Um, we were like pretty five cheap. rows back, um, uh, left field. Yeah, so Camden was great, and then I also really liked when we went to Cleveland and we saw Progressive Field because they had this thing called bullpen view. Where oh, you're ruining the secret. Oh shit! No, it's actually not. it's called field view. Yeah. But but I, I guess we can ruin the secret because we've already done it. But it's like nobody knows this. So if you if you're it, you we know, stumbled on it because the waitress at the restaurant we went to for brunch. What was, was her like, name? Do you remember her name? At Collision Benz? I don't remember. Uh, Do you remember? Uh, it's like one syllable. It's like Amy or something. Two syllables. Anyway, uh, I forgot. But the She whole, cued us into the field view experience. So the whole thing is if you go to Cleveland, if you go to Progressive Field, there's an area in uh, center field where you wait um, towards the beginning of the game. You line up. And then every inning, they take you down basically onto the field where you can watch the game on the field behind like a fence, um, and you're bit like you know you're maybe like ten feet away from you can see the, the outfielders. Right fielder slash center fielder very clearly, and then you don't want the inning to go quickly. But for us, it was like over in five. Seconds. It was pretty close. Um, yeah, no, I like that. I like Cleveland a lot. Cleveland was, and That's we actually a good ball we ball. saw a no hitter. We did see a combined no hitter. Com- uh, combined, I like the asterisks. It's yeah, like not it a real like no hitter. Brandon, Brandon Woodruff. We're like uh, <laughs> for the Milwaukee, it made sense to take him out. We're like, oh, leave him in. Yeah, well, we don't want to get too into the mechanics of baseball because we're gonna lose a lot of a lot of listeners. But it's like, oh, see you later. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I I I remember when I first started the pod. Um, in 2019, I was like, I was like, okay, this is gonna be all about my interests. I want to talk about baseball. I want to talk about politics. I want to talk about like psychology. But then I, I, I remember uh, talking to a couple of my coworkers that listened, and they were like, I was like, what do you think? And they're like, yeah, I really liked this and that. I skipped the baseball part. <laughs> That's what they said. I skipped the, the sports part, but I liked all the rest. So oh, and Holly's 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 thumbing thumbing up. So we, we don't want to get too into the weeds. But the baseball trip was fun. Uh, Adam and I, great bonding, of course. And then we got some new some new stadiums we're hitting. What's next? LA? Uh, I think we're going to do the West Coast, Southern Cal. SoCal? Southern. So- SoCal is yeah. next. San Diego and the two LAs. San Diego and LA. Um, the trick is it's hard to do a day trip one at this. I feel like we've exhausted all the day trip parks. Um, Yeah, I mean... The closest ones are, like, Cincinnati is probably the next closest one. You haven't been to PNC. PNC you. is in Pittsburgh. The Cincinnati is the Reds in Ohio. I mean... I guess you're right. Like you can't like put you fi- have to do an overnight. Philly, we did same day. Like NASA can. So at this point, um, yeah, I think it's I think like it'd be if tough. you're going to a ballpark, you got to make a weekend out of it. Yeah, but I just think the reason why everyone says why are you doing the baseball trip, uh, even if I didn't love baseball, I think it's a great way to see the country. Yeah. Because you're going to like 30 different cities, or actually not 30 because there's multiple sports, but like you're going to 20, you know, at least plus 25 different different cities, cities and then it's cheap. Right, like you can't buy an NFL or an NBA ticket for you know fifteen bucks or something, twenty bucks. Um, it's a good way to see the country, 
And it's there's nothing like a three four hour baseball game with your friends. You know, it's a great experience. You get to have different food. I mean, people go for the experience. Like I feel like even for people who are disinterested in baseball, it's like an annual tradition. It's just like oh, go to a game, go with friends, have some beers. Have you um have you heard of or been to Food Fest? Have we talked about this before? We've talked about. I don't think we talked about the pod though. So, so this is what one of my other life goals, in addition to seeing all 30 baseball stadiums is I want to go to food fest and MLB food fest, essentially like they, it's this, this like festival where, where you have all of the, like every team of the 30 submits one food item. And then you basically like, like get to try everything for, it's actually pretty cheap. I think it's like $30. I want to see if I can pull up the, our friend Ian went to it. Um, but that would be – let me see if they have – They don't have it for 2022. Do they not have it? Let me see. Food Fest menu. Adam and I have literally been talking about MLB Food Fest for the last four minutes about all the different items that they have for sale. And then I realized it was muted because I looked at the screen and the entire thing was blank. Um, but we just – we don't have to go through it again. But we just like sort of talked through some of the things that they have on the Food Fest menu. Um, notably like, so every team submits an item. So like the Seattle Mariners submit, uh, toasted grasshoppers and the Phillies, you get a Philly cheesesteak, the Diamondbacks, you get a churro dog. So it's a cool concept, but like you said, you have to go on an empty stomach, right? Like otherwise, like also, the- these things like don't go together. So like, I feel like you'd get sick from eating pork and, uh, chocolate chip cookie dough and like fried chicken and <laughs> Uh, yeah, like I feel like it'd be a lot for the stomach. It is a lot, you know. You need an iron cast stomach, but uh, but you have a good stomach, right? You you can hold it down. Uh, not me anymore. I got gastrointestinal yeah, distress. Emily's dad's a doctor, right? GI. GI. All right, tell him to call me. Uh, so listen. So I think for thirty five bucks, dude, you get all you can eat. But it's basically like like. As I said before, it's not a full size portion. Like you're not gonna get a chicken sandwich and they're gonna give you like a massive no, chicken. No, I know, it's but like that a little. It does. So I'm saying if you go with like our friend Ian goes with his girlfriend and they split things. Well, if they do 2022, they have to have a host city, right? So yeah. So next uh, next one we should do that. Oh, dude, it sells out quick. But, oh my god, let's do it for our fantasy baseball league. We do these trips that we were talking about before. But no, I'm saying if you go with your girlfriend, right? Then we split the sandwiches or whatever, and it's much easier. So 30, 30 different items. 35 bucks, dude? I feel like that's a low, that's a that's a low price point. Yeah. Um, it's probably going to go up. And then $50 for beer. I don't like beer, though. You like beer? I like beer. I don't drink it a lot. What was that, Brett Kavanaugh? <laughs> what was that? I like beer. You like beer, Adam? I don't mind it. I'll have it every now and then. Um, I I don't like beer. Maybe if they had cider. But yeah, so, uh, so Food Fest would be good. That's on my list. So see the baseball stadiums. And then see MLB Food Fest. Yeah. Um, but I – yeah, it gives you a view into a different city. I try to organize it around like, oh, I want to see – you know, my goal is to beat all 50 states too. So You want to do that? Yeah. I'm halfway there. Or what I have 21 I, states I think. I bet – okay, ready? I bet you haven't been to – well, the thing is with your job, you travel. But, okay, what reason would you ever have to go to Wyoming? Uh, if I ever went to Jackson Hole. What's Jackson Hole? Eh, it's a famous like – Vacation spot. What, what about Yellow, Yellowstone? That's not in Wyoming. Oh, I did it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're on it. Wait a second. What's in Wyoming? Jackson. Jackson. Wait, 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 wait. Yellowstone National I think it's Park. In California, Nevada. Buddy, I think you're oh. you're trying to make me seem like a fool, but I think I think I'm right. Let me see this. Yellowstone is in, buddy. It's in Wyoming. It's literally in the northwest quarter of Wyoming. 
Look at this. All right, all right, fine. You're right. Oh uh, well, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna leave it in now. But no, um, all right. So, but what reason would you ever have to go to Montana? None. None. Well, if you're from Montana, cancel the. But I, I mean, there are like every state has an interesting city to visit. I don't know about that. Montana. Yeah, Billings and Helena. Billings. You're just naming cities you know. That doesn't make them interesting. No, I, I've read. You know, I have an urban planning kick. Like I like an urban planning kit or kick. Kick. Like they're cool cities in every state. I feel like yeah. I feel like there's no reason for you to ever go to like Rhode Island. But Adam went. Adam went I to mean, grad I school there. there for two years. <laughs> it's just funny because like we went to Rhode Island to visit, or I went to Rhode Island to visit you. I mean, it was fun, but like there was just wasn't a lot going on. They had that oh, that water fire thing. Providence cool. has built up a lot, and Newport's a fun city to visit. Also. It's just fun to shit on Rhode Island. Um, but anyway, so I wanted to make sure I mentioned earlier about the the fat segment that we wanted to do. Um, yeah, man, I haven't worked out in a while. Meanwhile, you're running marathons every week. I'm not running marathons. That's it. When was the last time you ran a half marathon? October. Uh, actually, I did one not for a race, but I did one two weeks ago. Then you want to tell me you're not running marathons? That's a half marathon. That's dishonest. Um, yeah, but still, man, like, how do you find the motivation to run to run all these half marathons? Uh, I don't know. I just like want to be active, and I and the races have helped. Like, I train for something, so that helps a lot to just have a target. But it's tough to like muster the motivation. But once you're out there, it's actually pretty pleasant like you clear your thoughts you just lose yourself in the environment my thing has always been and i've said this in the pod long time ago is like when i'm running especially long distances like mentally i get bored like i try to listen to podcasts and whatever like nervous habits but um i but then eventually i'm like well what now like well i mean you listen to music you lose yourself in your thoughts you take in your surroundings it's a good test of like clearing your mind yeah yeah but but the issue is how do i like get myself out of my apartment i I, see that that's the issue it's like it's fun in the abstract, but like unless you actually carry me and like drop me onto the the track or whatever, I'll probably just stay here all day. Well, you could just like run around outside. Like you don't need to go to a track. You literally use the city as your could, could course. Just, could just run around my studio apartment. How many times? How many? Looking at my apartment, how many times do you think I'd have to run around the perimeter to equal a half marathon? <laughs> half marathon um, is half marathon is thirteen miles, right? Yeah, I mean. So assuming 50, that fifty thousand, I got rid of all this furniture. You think fifty thousand times? Yeah. How long? How many laps could Penny do? With Dude, more than fifty thousand. Look around. It's like a <laughs> tiny apartment. Um, Penny, Penny probably does. She probably does like a good, you know, fifty laps a day, easy. We um. All right, so fifty thousand laps, and then um, and then I'm in. But like, uh, you know, you you'll get back into it. You liked lifting and, and doing other things. I haven't lifted anything in years, actually. I'm I'm like my muscles are atrophying. I'm gonna turn thirty, <laughs> and I'm just gonna. It's like Benjamin Button, but but not but ben, it's like Benjamin Button, but I start really old and I stay old. Well, it's the, like a Benjamin Button never aged. Period. He's just the old tricky period. thing with exercise is you just got to keep doing it, even in small increments. Because the moment you take your foot off the pedal, it's like really hard to muster the motivation. Mm, yeah. But I don't like. Yeah. I mean, I run a couple times a week. I do a running club now, which is nice. Uh, but it's not like I do it more than two, three times a week. I mean, that would be a lot. Otherwise, running club. Yeah, running club. Running? Are you like the the president, the treasurer? No. What's your budget? <laughs> no. Taxes. Uh, the running store in the in the neighborhood I live in organizes like a running social. Every Is it free? Tuesday night. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> People just, just run like three to four miles. You get a beer after. It's a it's a good uh, way to meet people. What if you're What if you're sober and you're not interested in a beer? Can you still join the club? Yeah, you can still join. <laughs> a beer is not required. <laughs> a beer is not. Adams. Holly, imagine Adams like like running at the club and he's like, 
And afterwards, someone's like, I don't want to be right. I was like, come on, just one. It's like a dare. It's like you, those you videos. You just lapsed into uh, what I do? Mr. Smile. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's an inside joke. Um, No, it's like Adam, like dare in fifth grade where they were like, Come on, just one. Try it. What do you got to lose? Or do you ever watch those videos in fifth grade for the drug prevention where, where the kid would always say like, don't you want to be cool? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In those drug, I mean, I, those videos, people don't drink. It's fine. People don't drink when? Like during the – it's like you can. You just like meet up at a bar afterward and socialize. When was the last time you've had an alcoholic beverage? Me? Yeah. Uh, yesterday. What would you have? Beer. What kind of beer? Uh, from Atlas Brewworks in the neighborhood. I did this like fun run 5K last night, and uh, they just had beer on the patio. After. Oh, man, I hate beer. I had uh, we, I only drink mixed. <laughs> Fuck. Every every time I try to catch her snoring, um, it, it, it she stops snoring. No, I I don't drink beer. I just drink wine and then uh, mixed drinks. We did. I took Holly to Barview the other day, so we did uh, we did some mixed drinks. But anyways, um, did you see that video of the guy that's stuck in the year 2027? Did you hear about that? There's a not. there's a guy. It's actually so so. I'm not on TikTok, but apparently this went like ultra viral. There's a guy who's making videos, and he claims that he's stuck in the year 2027. Wait, so how is he making videos in 2021? Uh he's. I, I don't know the technology behind it, but he's stuck in 2027. He woke up at a hospital. He can't remember anything. And he has videos going around the city. The shopping malls are empty. The hospitals are empty. It's like somewhere in Spain. And, he, and it's like electronic devices that show that the year is 2027. And people think that it's like he's using CGI to, to fake it and it's not real. You didn't hear about this? I have not heard. Guy of stuck in 2027. I'm like out of the loop. It's TikTok. Man, look, well, I don't, I, so listen, no, nobody uh, watches less t- TikToks than I do. Fewer? Less or fewer TikToks? Fewer TikToks. Fewer. That would be the, the terminology. We got to watch this ad from the New York Times. But if you see, he finds the world deserted. And a lot of people are like giving him – are saying like if, you know, if you're really stuck in 2027, I want you to like burn this builder. I want you to like – like people are leaving objects for him. Look at this. TikTok user Javier from Valencia, Spain, posted a series of clips of empty shopping centers, deserted beaches, and quiet roads, claiming he had woken so, up. So, how is this fake? To find the world deserted. Viewers were quick I to mean, praise his creativity, saying the videos, thought to have been filmed during lockdown, were creepy and eerie, but also pointed that out small true. signs of life he had overlooked. Language. Okay, so this person pretty much says go inside of an airport. I understand that there's maybe some travel restrictions here and there, but I don't, I don't know. You didn't hear about this? I have not heard about this at all. I mean, this place is just completely empty. He's in an airport in 2027. If they do that, you know, he goes into the bathroom, completely empty. So how is this happening, Adam? of that video said why don't you go into an airport? yeah but don't you think things I, would I mean, be like in state of disrepair like it's just empty but it doesn't look dirty like completely you know have debris all over it. so he claims that he woke up in 2027 he's trapped there and people tell him hey like like you wait, know wait, so the reality we're living in is 2027 no we're in 2021 but, but he's living in the same reality that we are yeah and he talks about so he thinks he's in 2027, but he's actually in no, 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 because he's in isolation. He's not. He's, he doesn't see anyone. So it's like it's it's really so it's his manufacturer. Really looking at some of the comments, grab people jogging, 
having picnics. And there it is. There's the keychain right there. He put a note there for for them. This guy is in, is in shock. Here's another one right here. You didn't hear about this? I, I have I mean, not he heard about this. Out early all. in the morning when nobody was around. And yeah, people are trying to figure out. Right before he posted the video. Do you video, think this is just like he's trolling people? I, I don't know. Do you believe know. it? That's what makes this so cool. This one right here, somebody tells him, why don't you go to the subway? Nobody there. It's weird, man. I don't I don't know if I believe it. I, I just thought it was interesting, like, because you and I were always talking about the multiverse and all that stuff, like, to think about waking up in a world and there's no one around and you're stuck in a different year. Well, like, that's that would freak me out. There's a pod... Well, I don't know if there should be cross-podcast mentions. Uh, on uh, uh, you, can, you can tell me the name. I, I, I might mute it. I might delete it if it's a competitor. <laughs> Not really. All right. Anyway, we watched a podcast. You listen to a podcast. Listen to Talk a to podcast. Mike. Listen to a podcast and... Uh, Basically, it's kind of like Black Mirror on for in podcast form. And one of the stories was like this guy had a fight with his girlfriend. She left, or, or the girlfriend left. She went home at night. They had a lot of drinks out at night. And then the next morning, the girl came back, and it was like a a different. She was enraged. She left. She moved out. Like, but she was recounting a whole different series of events. So the theory was that. It was a girl in a parallel universe, like with a parallel set of events. So it was the same person, but she lived a different reality. Is this someone's? Is this a story someone told? Yeah, like the the girl left after a night out with the guy, and then the next morning, a different like the same girl comes in, but she claims all these things happened that he was cheating on her, he was doing this, and, and it then, was, and it didn't happen. How, why would you? So okay, Occam's Razor. The simplest explanation is always best. Why wouldn't you just think the woman's having a psychotic episode as opposed to thinking it's parallel universes? Like, uh, like we're trusting her perception of reality. I'm not. I'm not saying it's impossible that there's, you know, it could be like a distortion in the timeline and space time continuum. But it's also like, what if she just had like a schizophrenic break, or well, she had no previous documented mental issues? I just think that lends more credence to the simulation theory. Like, I feel like we've talked about this a million times, and it's something I keep coming back to in the podcast. But like, I know for I know conclusively for a fact that we're living in a simulation. Like, I, I, there's you can't convince me otherwise. Like I, I have experienced glitches in the time in in um wow. in, in the simulation. Did I tell you the story? I've told J Jeremy and Stephanos. Um, I'll tell it one more time in the pod, and I'm never gonna tell it again. But I remember distinctly. I went to my closet about a year ago, and I wanted to get something from the top shelf, and there was a sheet on the top shelf, like like a bed sheet, and I was trying to get like like my bike helmet, and then the sheet fell to the ground. Like I saw okay. the sheet fall to the ground. I look down. So imagine you're staring up at a shelf. Okay. I look down to pick up the sheet that had just fallen on the ground. Disappeared. The sheet was no longer there. And I've talked to a million people about this. And everyone's like, are you sure that the sheet fell? Are you sure you didn't imagine it? Are you sure whatever? whatever? And I, there's no explanation. For it. I looked back up on the shelf and the sheet was there. And I don't quite know... So what is you like? You think you can like what does exposure look like exactly? I think so. There's a couple things that could have happened. I'm pretty sure that you know about the glitch in the simulation. Like you saw yeah. the Matrix. Like I'm pretty sure it was a glitch in the simulation. The you know the sheet, uh, the simulation. There was some sort of um, discontinuity. Didn't realize that the sheet had fallen. Whatever. It's also possible that I like blanked out. I blacked out for a moment. Um, people do that sometimes, especially when you're like in a habit or routine. You ever like – like you've probably experienced this. You ever go into the to refrigerator because you want something, then you forget what you're about to get? Yeah. Or yeah, like – Like a momentary brain fart. Yeah, brain fart. What is – I wonder what the 
what the oh, neurological no i know i'm wondering what the like neurochemical basis of brain fart is a temporary mental lapse or failure to reason correctly what causes a brain fart part of brain being who human studies indicate brains conserve so energy we're doing something repetitive exactly yeah so it could have been that like i went into the Your closet brain took a time out like you just spaced out for 30 seconds yeah i guess there's also a very small possibility that you know what I think it is? Her hearing, her hearing is so good. Her hearing is so good that as soon as Adam, as soon as I stop talking, and um, we're like a lullaby to her. She just tunes us out and goes to sleep. As soon as I stop talking, and the snoring stops. So anyway, um, I think it's possible that maybe I didn't realize. Maybe I like d- didn't drop the sheet or something like that. It's just. I'm I'm like ninety nine point eight percent sure that I dropped the sheet and it's a glitch. But isn't that pretty compelling? Like that's that's pretty good like evidence. I feel like that would be good fodder for like a metaphysics conversation. That's I mean that's that's good fodder. Would man. you want to be it's good fodder? A, like I feel like Tasty. you would. I feel like you could structure a whole podcast episode around like just bringing on like a theoretical physicist or something and talking about. This. Yeah, I I've tried to bring on. There's um a book you've seen on my shelf. It's uh, it's the Elegant Universe by by Brian Greene. He's a professor at Columbia. I tried to to bring him a nervous habit. He didn't get back to my email. But yeah, I, I would love to bring on a physicist. I feel like I wouldn't be able to. It'd be hard. The problem but you could recount that, and they could provide like they could debate you. On that's a really good idea. The problem is like to prepare for those episodes. I have to make sure I do all the research and stuff, so I don't sound like an idiot. And I would I can never be on that level. Like I'm not a physicist. I'm so- like. Like a, a you know well, thing bat for listeners like put in the comments. Do you want to see Ricky comments? Interview, uh... There's no buddy. This isn't a YouTube video. This is on uh, Apple. Well, but yeah, can ma- you have reviews? Uh yeah, on the Apple Podcast. Well, we get some good reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you want to write, do you want a theoretical physicist to come on? But it is interesting the whole concept of like brain farts, simulation, parallel universe. I think it's all it's all possible. But I'm pre- I'm like certain that right now we are basically. Um, our existence is the byproduct of a high school student creating a, a modeling project on his computer for like his his computer science class. That's our reality. You think a high school student? High school so it's student. Not even, not, not even you know, but high school students in the future are going to be pretty smart. But I think I think there's a good um, there's a good probability of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've talked about this a lot. Like people are people are sick of hearing me talk about simulation. Even like you know, Elon Musk is like. A lot of very intelligent people are convinced. Neil deGrasse Tyson, I think, as well, are convinced that they were in a simulation. Like, there's just no way around it, you know. So your reality is just. What if someone like had a revelation one day, and or like someone made someone prominent made some big announcement, or multiple people? Do you think it could be a groundswell? And it, then it, what's would... a groundswell, buddy? I gotta look like this in, up. like uh, a lot of. A great, basically like a title, like a wave of opinion. Groundswell is a 501c3 oh, nonprofit oh. that builds community power through equitable community. <laughs> so basically, uh, do I think that it would be a 501c3 nonprofit? Yeah. No, it means a, uh, a broad, deep undulation of the ocean or in political, a rapid, spontaneous growth. No, Adam's got a good vocabulary. You, you probably, you nailed the GRE, right? What was your verbal score? I did do well in the verbal. Uh, not modest. Math. So I think if a couple of people came out and said, we're living in a simulation, I think. Like, how many people do you think would need to say that? Mass to... panic. Uh, I would say maybe I like. Mean, now you have on Twitter, like, someone says something and boom. I would like... say 37 is the magic number. 36 wouldn't get it done. 37 people came out and said that, there'd be, there'd be a hashtag, you know. But like you said, with social media, 
it has the power to mobilize people to, I mean, conspiracy and panic and paranoia. Um, so especially I think some people have a larger platform than others. Like I think if someone – like if Joe Biden, your your buddy, the first Joe that came to mind, if he said something like that, I mean they would probably think he was having like a – Well, you know, that wouldn't be good for him. They well, would just write it off as like what he did he say about lapse. What did he say about Satchel Paige today or the, the other day? I didn't see. You definitely saw. No, I didn't. I swear. Well, then there's like Fox News excessively edited. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna say this on the air because you know, I'm on thin ice anyway with this podcast. But um, yeah, he made some comments about Satchel Page, uh, and I don't know what were we talking about. Simulation. Uh, let's shift back gears. Yeah, to Let- simulation. How many people you think would need to? How many people would need to say, oh, we're in a simulation for it to be taken seriously? I do want to have – one of my buddies is a good Biden impersonation. I want to have him on the podcast. I'm going to write, write a note because I'm going to invite him. I'm going to put right here in my notes. Um, so I want to make sure – no, no, don't, don't say that out loud. <laughs> so anyway um, – I didn't. I, so you're a, big, uh, you're a big Curb Your Enthusiasm guy, are you not? Uh, I mean – I've rewatched like I watched a lot of the early seasons religiously. Then I stopped. Religiously, now... so you're so you're. I, I like doing this. I've been doing this to Adam as long as we've been friends. Whenever he uses a word metaphorically, I like to be like religiously. So it's like a tenant of your religion to watch Curb every Friday. Uh, it wasn't well. Whatever. I've seen a lot of the old episodes. I I didn't see last season. This season, I've watched the latest three. What do you think? Do you think it's like off a little bit? A little bit. Yeah, it used to be funny. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like it's actually entertaining, but it's not as funny. I feel like now the show's kind of devolved, and, and Curb is maybe my favorite show, but like it's devolved into ba- basically like Larry and Susie and Leon, people just yelling at each other now. Everything devolves into that. Everything, yeah. Like it's just, there's no it's organized chaos. Penny, st- she's, she's licking the dust off the window. <laughs> Penny, stop. No. You see how she's looking at me right now? Um, is she hung? Uh, oh, no, you can't say that. You can't say that word. <laughs> Holly, can you grab her? She's, she's like, she's like disturbing our focus. So anyway, um, I think it's just devolved, and now it's like I don't, I don't think the writing is there anymore. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's not. Well, it's what eleven seasons they've run out of material. Yeah, but like, dude, still, I mean, Larry David, everything he touches turns to gold. Like I like there was an episode which I liked where they had this whole concept. Holly's literally dragging Penny like she's like a, a potato sack. Just just can you pick her up? I don't want her like she's kind of fat though, so you have to. <laughs> How. Oh, maybe I shouldn't ask on what? her. What? Why? Is that like, like no, against... I don't know. Will Penny get hurt? She's okay. She doesn't care. So anyway, um, there was an episode. Do you see the one recently? Yeah, the middling. The, do you think? Oh my gosh. This is a good squat yeah, for you. She's trying to it's a good squat. pick him up. Pick hey, her up. Did you just misgender my dog? <laughs> All right. Excuse me? That's Watch yourself, buddy. Uh, Penny is, uh, what were we talking about? So... They had this whole episode on it. There was a dinner party, and there was the concept of middle, about how the person in the middle drives the conversation. I didn't even real. I mean, is that actually a social phenomenon? Um, well, so I think it is. Like, if you think about dinner parties that where the conversation's kind of stale, it's because the person in the middle needs to, like, kind of conduct the orchestra, make sure everyone on the left is involved and the right is involved. I always would think, like, the head of the table is considered, like, the driver or facilitator of conversation. I, I, I think so to a point, but, like, the middle has an important role to play, and it's just, like, a funny concept. If you haven't seen Curb um, or haven't seen that episode, there's this guy, his name's Andy, and um, he was, like, doing a, a bad job leading the conversation. He was like, oh, uh, I went to the library. I was looking for a book by Eleanor Roosevelt. I looked for Roosevelt. It turned out they put it under Eleanor. <laughs> and and then uh, Larry goes, Andy, 
You can't middle. I'm sorry. You just, they accepted you, it, though. They're you, just like, all right. You can't middle. I have a terrible conversationalist. But I think what is uh, what is effective about the show is even in the – just ignore it, Even in the 11th season, Larry has still imagined uh, – still managed to, like, unlock new social phenomenon. Yeah, he's st- He still managed to be like, this is something in your everyday life that you deal with that I'm now making into a bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, he, I mean, very astute to all of, like, the social conventions. It seems like there's a never-ending amount of social conventions. I was hoping that there would be more focus on COVID. Like, I thought there'd be, like, an episode on, like, wearing a mask or, like, Larry and, they like, a mask. They did somewhat address it in the first episode. Well, with the whole, um... The COVID hoarder. It just, uh, the, the, the COVID what? The COVID hoarder. So, in the... In the COVID episode, yeah. Well, kind of. I mean, they had... But it's almost like, oh, it's like post-COVID. That's how they depicted. Yeah. Like, it happened, and now they just, like, live... It would have been fun to see Larry walk around with Richard Lewis, and Richard Lewis be like, Larry, pull your mask up. And Larry's like, I don't want to pull my mask up. And then Richard Lewis, you know, like that that whole rapport. I think he's missing, because they have a good dynamic. They have some, yeah, some supporting characters aren't there. Um, No Richard Lewis. Obviously, Marty passed away. Um, So... Yeah, it's but overall it's still like I enjoy I enjoy Curb, um, but it's not it doesn't feel like the same. I've I've been trying to get a bunch of people into it, but uh, would but, your goal be to get like a supporting actor from the show on here? Me? Yeah. Like if you could get, I think like I've reached. A, I think I've reached. Here, I'll show not you. Like Larry or Jet, but you know, like someone who I'm pretty sure. Uh, Adam, you want to see something cool? I'll, you'll peek behind the curtain, but you can't. You can't say any names. But if you look at this. Give you a little a little inside <laughs> scoop. You can see that, cause yeah, I mean, Curb, like I said, like like one of my favorite shows. Honey. But I have invited him onto the show. No. Anyway, so I don't know. It would be I think it would be cool to to get one of them on the show. But that's but that's Curb. And then I've been watching. I've talked about Game of Thrones. I'll talk about it more um, on my own at some point because Adam hasn't seen it. Haven't and seen then it. Have you, you haven't seen Handmaid's Tale either. No, not yet. Adam. So, so on the spe- right, I just lapse into my old sitcoms, and I just want to turn my brain off after a long day at work and taking care of ravioli. So there's a spectrum of like how much good TV do you watch? And on one side is Holly, and Holly, as as you know, if you've listened to the pod, Holly's never seen anything. I think she's watched like one episode of Breaking Bad, and that's it. But she's never seen any good show ever. And then the I other saw you, and I saw Made. Made and you, those are not those, those, no. And uh, you haven't you haven't seen like Dexter or. You haven't seen Sopranos. You haven't seen Better Call Saul, Westworld, Black Mirror, Big Bang Theory. Not come on. Anyway, and then the other end of the spectrum is someone like me. Like I've seen, I've seen a lot. You know, a lot of of reputable TV. And Adam, you're you're close to the the Holly side. No, I'm in the middle. What Adam? I've seen a lot of good quality television. I'm Uh, in the middle though. I I humor my like insipid podcast like my meaningless pod uh shows tv yeah. well so yeah but you haven't seen so you gotta watch handmaid's tale game of thrones isn't a rickrack we have the whole concept of a rickrack if a show or a movie reaches a certain threshold it becomes a double but r i feel rick-rack. like you have shows that put that you push and others are like yeah that's good but uh, it's like, like not an emergency fuller though. house fuller house you gotta drop everything and watch it immediately <laughs> no so uh what's it called handmaid's tale is a rickrack watch it i'll talk about that more on my own and then game of thrones eh and honestly, mostly overhyped. You can skip that. You, I really like. I've talked about you. Um, I'm talking about you, Adam, not the show. Uh, you, I like. No, but you, the show, is, is really good. Uh, and then De- speaking of Dexter, to bring it back, Dexter, yeah, New Blood. Yeah. Have you, you, you didn't see all of Dexter, right? No, I didn't see all of Dexter. Okay, why not? I've, uh, I don't know. I just lost interest. Why? 
I, it was a long. It was time hit ago. too close to home. I uh, did it. <laughs> Why would it have hit too close? I'm, to I'm, I'm just teasing. So Dexter, New Blood, I gotta watch, and then Dave with the Little Dicky show. That's pretty good. What are your thoughts on Dave? I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. Have you? So so what do you what do you watch? Uh, right now I'm cycling through like. New Girl because I New just, Girl I just need a show to turn I, my brain. I've off. seen New Girl, but I lost interest. I think I watched three or four seasons. It's but not even I lost good. Interest. I just need a show to like lose myself in. Um, I like who's your favorite character in New Girl? Uh, oh, that's tough. I mean, I don't know, Nick or Schmidt. Like, Nick or Schmidt. I feel like it is a lot like the friend. They're just like re up, like updated friends. Like that's what New Girl feels like. I think, I don't know. different setting, different ensemble, but it's like the same premise, basically. I think that Schmidt's character is really funny. Um, he's like, I'm from the 516, son, Long Island. What yeah. up? Like that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I think Nick is okay. Nick is kind of like like a little annoying, and I don't like how, how so many people fangirl over him. Yeah. They're he like, isn't Nick like, like great? Following. He's like, he's just like, I think he, I don't know. He, he's not great. Um, and then, yeah, I'm watching Curb, Shark Tank. Uh, Shark Tank? Yeah, we've Emily and I have watched Shark Tank like since the beginning, honestly. Like, we have watched a lot. I don't know. It's just, it's uh, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, but I do need a critical, like, a very serious show to get into. What about, all right, so, so new, yeah, New Girl, honestly, like, I just, I watched, so it, it's, comedies nowadays are like nine, ten seasons. It's rare for me to watch a comedy and actually, like, stick with it for the, even Big Bang Theory, I think I watched six or seven seasons and then lost interest. It's like a lot of shows run out of steam. You know, like, I watched all of It's Always Sunny, I Met Your Mother, Seinfeld, Curb, but besides that, like, I, I I'm not gonna sit and watch, New Girls, what, like seven seasons or something? Yeah, but you just like cycle through one hour, like three episodes. I like I never saw. It's funny that I consider myself um, on the the TV, you know, kind of side yeah, of the spectrum. Seven I've, episodes. I've never oh, seven seasons. I've never seen uh, The Office or Parks and Rec, and a lot of oh, people are like, a lot of people are like, you got to watch The Office, you got to watch Parks and Rec. Never seen it. The Office is good. I watched The Office and I'm just bored to tears. I feel like it's... It really picks up as you get invested in the cast, I feel like. Have you ever been in a room full of people and everyone makes a joke? Oh, sorry. Someone makes a joke and everyone laughs except for you. And like Probably. you're the only one that laughs. You're the only one that doesn't you laugh. You laugh to be in the mix. And you, you, you kind of have to force know, laughter yeah, yeah. To, make, to, to make yourself feel like you're part of the group. That's how I feel watching The Office. I feel like everyone laughs at like dumb shit and then I'm sitting there like, I don't find this funny. <laughs> like why? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. It's not the best show I've ever seen, but it's like, you know, again, hard. It's just like an enjoyable 28 minutes of television or whatever. And they're quick to watch, you know. They're I feel episodes. like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like, I, I, I just feel like it's like a, everyone's in on the joke except for me. It's actually rare. This, this is going to be an honest disclosure on the, the bonus episode for me. But it's pretty rare for me to be in a group of people, like a big group, like a, a law school class, and have someone make a joke and me laugh along. Most of the time, I just don't find it funny. Do you, what about you? Uh, if you? If you're in a work meeting and someone cracks a joke, do you A, force yourself, do you A, naturally laugh because it's funny, B, force yourself to laugh to fit in, or C, you don't find it funny so you don't laugh? I mean, a mix. I feel like every situation, some I actively laugh at, others I'll laugh, but, you know, kind of just to go along with the joke, and then others, I don't know, I guess I just don't react quickly enough. Penny is restless for those listening. She's, I'm just, uh, just going to hold her because... Because Ollie can't corral her. She's too much work. So anyway, um, wait, so what was your answer? Mixed? I said a mix. It depends on the situation. I don't think I've ever laughed genuinely in a group of in a big group of people making jokes. I just don't I just don't really see what all the hype is. Um what about alright, so so you don't watch any good TV, you watch Shark Tank. Who's your favorite shark? 
Uh, Hammerhead. Probably Robert or Mark. Which one is Robert? Mark? Yeah, Mark Cuban or Robert Herjavec. And for for the and for those reasons, I'm out. Or actually, what do they say these days? <laughs> yeah, for those reasons, you're right. And for those and for those reasons, I'm out. Yeah. Um. All right. So Mark is a good shark. So are we going on Shark Tank or what? Are we uh, gonna... Could you pitch the podcast? I don't think I don't think the podcast has any. It's like, what's your revenue? Well, no, you have to. Uh, we would need a like business a... business model. Yeah, we need like a, a product and or they service. They would ask you, are you 100 percent in the business? You're like, uh, no, I'm bouncing like law school. Yeah, that would be this. that would be a challenge for sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, man. Honestly, I talk about this on the pod a lot, and I'll say it again. It's so stressful in 2021. The amount of con- like the, the, the amount of content they have, the number of TV shows and movies. It's oh, like it's overwhelming. It's like how like it's almost to me. If if you sit here and you tell me that you've seen Squid Game and Game of Thrones and Handmaid's Tale and the new Dexter and Love Life and that White Lotus, then I'm like, do you not have a life? Like, do you just watch TV all the time? Not to mention movies, man. Like, like in theaters, you got all these films coming out. You know what I mean? Like the, the no I haven't t- seen James like, Bond. Movies are the things that have fallen by the wayside since the pandemic. By the wayside? Yeah. I What's the opposite of the wayside? anymore. No more? What about like, I don't know, all the Marvel movies and the, the Yeah, I sp- never got into those. You never got into Marvel? DC guy. No, not New York. I'm not really into superhero movies, period. Um, it's just yeah, it's just it's hard. I feel like and then you have like the, the streaming service movies, like Netflix has that new one, Don't Look Up. Did you hear about that? Leo and Jennifer uh, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. a they have a big cast billion dollar them. cast. I just I just feel like nobody has time. Nobody has time to watch all this content anymore. And if you do, you're a loser. You know what I mean? That's true. Like I, but I mean, content it's so segmented. You know, it's not like you're gonna watch like everything Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime produces. Like, basically, Netflix has content for every target demographic they've etched out. You know, that's why there's so much content because you micro target. To an audience. I just remember the days of sitting at home and you'd be you'd be scrolling through the TV. You watch the Game Show Network. You watch the Food Network. You watch maybe a little bit of. A, I mean, you used to have basic cable, hundred channels. That was it. Like, and most of the, and half of those were just like the major networks. The paradox of choice. Now, like everything, everything you go on Netflix and it's just, it's. I don't know, man. I don't like it. I don't like it. I like going to a hotel. I went to a hotel. Um, this is when I went to Ocean City, and I just got to stream, got to f- click through the channels. It was so like liberating for the first time. I was like, "Oh my god, they're playing this movie! Oh, I'd love you know, you start a movie in the, the middle surprise. of it. It's just yeah, the surprise. But the fact that you don't get to choose, and it's been chosen for you, mm-hmm. like that's that that's the, that's the issue with 2021 is like you. It's the illusion of choice. You think you can choose, but but like you know, a lot of times Netflix or whoever puts. You know, tailors your option, tailors the options to what they think you want. So it's yes. not not actually choice after all. That's true. What yeah. do you, What do you think, buddy? About what Netflix? About about Penny scamping around the apartment, and about Netflix, and uh, about the fact well, that I'm not surprised by Penny's behavior. I mean, yeah, she, she took an hour and a half nap. No, she, she wasn't was napping. Quiet. She's been she's been very she's been <laughs> re- really poorly behaved because she's thinking about reproducing with ravioli. <laughs> if Penny is she and, like stating her preference, she's like, get ravioli over here. Right if Penny now. and ravioli reproduce, what what would their child's name be? Uh, would it have to be food themed? Uh, what do you get when you cross a Penny and a ravioli? You get one cheap plate of Remy. pasta. Remy? Yeah. What's Remy? A hybrid of their names. Oh, Remy? No, or Remy. I don't know. It's just Where's like the M from? Name. Penny and Ravioli. <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, I finished my 7-Eleven coffee. Adam came with Compass. I feel like if you're going to join Nervous Habits, you got to be caffeinated. That's the key. I mean, I had I, a large coffee. Adam showed up. I just want to say for all the listeners, Adam, Adam's a trooper. He showed up literally like 10 minutes early because he wanted to make sure he didn't want to keep me waiting, which I appreciate. And then on top of that, he brought his own coffee. I would have made him a coffee, but he brought his own. He came pumped. You know, he tied his shoes. He's re- re- ready. I'm ready glad to, that's an expectation that I tied my shoes. Ready to go today. And uh, I don't know. I, you know, it's just, it's always, always fun having Adam on the pot. Fourth time. Fourth time. Fourth time. Does nervous habits. Is that your at, most frequent appearances? Or? Um... I think you might have had one every year, right? 2019 was episode 12. Yeah. 2020 was the never-ending episode. And yeah. then you've had two in 2021. Yeah, that's right. Or you might have no, had two, no, in no. 20... two in 2020. Because we did one right before the election. I think you're the only guest. I'm not even li- – maybe it's Jeremy and Stephanos. But aside from them and Holly, <laughs> I think you're the only guest that's been every year you've had a new one. Huh? So the next episode you'll have – 2022. I'll be a lawyer. I'll be giving you uh, legal we advice. We do like a reflection on uh, – you, you started the episode talking about halfway to 30. We can be on the other side of that. That's depressing. I don't want to think about that. What do you think about What do you think about the fact that, that a guy spent $57,789 in coronavirus relief on a Pokemon card? That must be one valuable Pokemon card. What, Charmander? Charizard? Uh, Mewtwo? I don't know how. Like, I want to see what kind they, of card it is. Okay, but did they spend way more, or was it some like super limited edition? Uh, act, yeah. Uh it just says, and this is NPR. Wow, that's crazy. Though. NPR like, is pretty good. So the guy is. How do you say his name, Adam? Vanath. Vanath. What's the last name? Odomsine. That's pretty good. Vanath Odomsine, fifty-seven seven eighty-nine, bought one Pokemon card. Um, that's but rare. Pokemon cards have been known to fetch tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars in upsell. I will say, Holly, um, one of the the kids that Holly babysits, a family friend of ours. He's he's what like nine, ten years old, and he loves Pokemon cards. I respect that. I like the fact that he's not I into used like to love poke- Pokemon, Digimon, Yu Gi Oh. Do you remember? Or... Uh, do you know about NFTs? Yeah, Nowadays, yeah, yeah. kids they are like uh, objects that are currency, right? Well, it's not fungible. It's it's essentially I can't even explain it because I don't even know know how what it is. But it's like it's like if you own the NFT, you kind of own the rights to. It's almost like a different spin on a trademark or something. Kind right? of like it's that. It's like you own a concept. But I'm saying nowadays, kids instead of collecting Pokemon cards, collect NFTs. They're like, oh, I have, I have this NFT of the the meme of the the girl and smiling you with the fire. Appreciate the wholesomeness of a kid. I like the kid investing in Pokemon. Literally cards. calls me up. He's like, hey, can I get your Pokemon cards? I'm like, of course. You know they what get I mean? Like a pack at the drugstore. Like remember, you get like the sleeve of new cards. Of course, and then you get, you know, you get a chart, you get the holographic, the freaking, the, what is that? The, the uh, Zubat, you remember Zubat? Oh, was Zubat. you get the Zubat in the woods? You're like, fuck, I don't want a Zubat. And then you get the Midgey. Is you that like what? look through the cards and you're like, yes, no, no. My mom used to. Speaking of Seven Eleven, shout out Seven Eleven. Uh, my mom used to go to Seven Eleven every day, give me a sip of coffee. That's where my caffeine addiction originated when I was twelve. And then sometimes she'd bring back a pack of Pokemon cards. And those were the days. Or baseball cards. Baseball cards, Pokemon cards. Still, my parents probably still have binders of cards I had as a kid. Binders. Yeah, I used to have little binders. I'd put them in sleeves, and I would have tons of cards. Oh, man. I uh, Yeah, Adam, before we wrap up, I feel like listeners need to know what's everything that you ate today. Go. Uh, I had a bowl of cereal. What kind of breakfast. cereal? What kind of cereal? Uh, Kashi multigrain. Ew, Kashi? <laughs> what, are you like 90 years old? All right, Pen- Penny, you're ruining this moment. <laughs> it's good. Wait, so you had Kashi cereal. Yeah. Uh, what is Kashi? Is that like wheat? No, it's just like a brand of cereal. And you had what kind of milk did you have? No milk. I eat it dry. 
Oh my god. That, that's like that SpongeBob episode. <laughs> oh, we eat a bowl now's for breakfast. So we down any milk. Right this way, sir. Remember that? That's you, buddy. I mean everyone what so, is a big deal? Kashi like, cereal. Milk no milk. Very weird. What time what time do you eat the cereal? Seven thirty. Dude. <laughs> it's a Saturday. Seven thirty? Holly, am I crazy or is that really early? Dude, okay, that's I wake weird. Up very early. So you had your bowl of Kashi cereal. Uh, seven thirty, and then what? What'd you have after that? And any lunch? Uh, yeah, I did have lunch. What, what'd you have for I lunch? I had an egg pita with uh, some chips and um, hummus. All right, we're going way too fast. So, egg? What kind of eggs? Scrambled. Scrambled. All right. Uh, and then that's it on the pita. Nothing else. No, no uh, cheese. It's like lettuce, some meat, what? and uh, some they what? What? Lobna, what meat? Oh, did you? Oh, I love lobna. Did you buy it? Is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where'd you it's buy it from? A cafe in the Navy Yard. Okay. Uh, well, you just gave what we're gonna have to edit out. I don't oh, want people. Sorry. I, I don't cafe. want your fans. Well, I'm saying I don't want your fans to line up outside your door. You know, we have a big reach here on the pod. It's a cafe uh, in my neighborhood. All right. So you got egg pita, hummus, and then what was the other thing you said? Chips. What kind of chips? Pita chips. That's doubling up on pita. All right, so that was lunch. What time was lunch? Uh, twelve. Twelve. All right, so that's and that's four it. and a half hours. That's it. And now it's it's five to five. We'll have dinner. So you're gonna have dinner hours. soon. Yeah. All right. Scale one to ten. I'm gonna say in terms of qual, like how yummy that sounds. It's like probably a four well, in terms you, of how you healthy. Literally, like what repulsed at the idea. The kashi. Yeah, f- the four and yumminess, and then uh, health. I give that a probably like an eight. More vegetables would be good, but it doesn't sound that bad. Holly, what do you give that on yummy, and what do you give that on health? Uh, what was it, the kashi? And what kashi, and then he had an egg pita, scrambled eggs, and some pita chips. The yummy... Uh, can- healthy, healthy, I'd say a nine. Nine she gives for health. Yummy, like a six. A yummy, a six. Oh, all, all right, right. so all right. So here's what I ate today, and then you, you got to give me a yummy and a health, and we'll wrap up here. So yummy, so I had a... Uh, woke up, I had... A cup of coffee and an English muffin with some avocado and some butter. It was a blueberry English muffin, though. And then for lunch, that's all I had. I had some peanut M&Ms. And then for lunch, I had another another big cup of coffee. And then I had a uh, turkey bacon uh, ranch from Tropical Smo- Tropical Smoothie with a side of Sun Chips. And that was my lunch. My breakfast was at – it was late. It was like 10.30. And my lunch was recently. It was like 4 o'clock. <laughs> no, actually, before you yeah, got here. It was three, it was 3 o'clock. Yeah, because 4 o'clock was during the pot. So, so my breakfast was at ten thirty. The blueberry English muffin, avocado and butter, and then the lunch was at three, two two thirty three. Turkey bacon ranch with sun chips. What do you give me for yummy and health? Uh, well, yummy. It's hard because I don't like avocado and I don't like turkey. Yeah, but we're not. Well, I guess for the uh, yummy. Isn't yummy a fun word to say? People should people should say yummy. Uh, yummy. So what's what's uh, your yummy, buddy? I mean. If you sub out some of the ingredients, I'd give yummy like a seven or an eight. Wait, that's pretty high. I was like, a I was like, me too. I don't know. Why don't you like avocados? It's kind of weird. I don't like avocados. All right, all right. What's next? Uh, and health. Well, there's nothing in there that's. Uh, I mean, maybe like a five or a six. What's what six? It's what? It's not healthy at all. What's healthy in that? I don't know. I mean, you you know, what's wrong with an English muffin for breakfast? And then it's like uh, heavy. I mean, yeah, but you didn't eat like greasy, oily. Oh, there's a lot of butter on that. All right, so you give me an eight. Okay. All right, all right. What about okay? So now for Penny. So Penny woke up. Holly, what did Penny? Penny had two cups of dry food uh, with some vitamins at what time? Holly, like ten. And then for lunch, she had two cups of dry food with some vitamins at two ish, two two thirty. So what do you give her for yummy and healthy? Uh, for a dog, that's probably like a solid six or seven. For yummy or for healthy? Uh, healthy more, probably like an eight. Okay, like, but the food's meant to be healthy. But what about yummy? 
I mean, for a dog, it seems like fine, but no. But for you, for you, yummy the dog I food. Mean, yummy and one. Like, a one. How much money would I have to pay you to eat an entire bowl of Penny's dog food? It depends. Like, would it make me sick? I mean, I can't tell. I can't. If I tell you that, it's no. I can't give you any guarantees. It's the Purina Puppy Blend, uh, chicken, rice, whatever. So I give you a cup, of, a bowl of that food. Let's say I give you twenty five thousand dollars cash. Eat the entire bowl. Would you do it? I'd probably do it. What about would you do it for uh, ten thousand cash? No, uh, no tax exempt. Probably. Really. Ten thousand. That's a All lot right. of money. Thousand dollars cash. Eat no. the entire bowl. No. Five thousand cash. Ten thousand would be my baseline. So, so you're saying if I? It's funny when people say baselines. If I gave you nine thousand five hundred dollars in cash, you you would be like, ah, no, All it's, right. it's short. close enough. It's close enough. What I would, about you? Would you do it for? A I thousand? would probably eat a bowl of Penny's food for a hundred bucks. <laughs> I feel like it can't be that bad for you. Well, yeah, it's, there's nothing toxic in there or anything. So you're probably – I mean you, you might feel weird because it's unfamiliar to your stomach. Hey, how about this? What if we add we add a bunch of stuff to it? What if you add like – what if you're allowed so – you like mix dog food in like a burger. No, 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 no. You can't. No, you can't do that because that's cheating. But what if you can add condiments? Like you can add spicy mayo. I feel like that would make it s- Soy sauce. Gross. Like just eat the thing plain. <laughs> what if you can add like Parmesan cheese? I would do it – so would that change it for you or still around 10000 No, same. If I can add stuff, I'll do it for 20 bucks. Literally, we'll turn the mic off. I'll do it right now. I'll, I'll eat a bowl of uh, Penny's But Penny food. would beat you to it. Penny, you like, give me. Penny would uh, would beat me to it. Well, on that note, buddy, thank you for joining me on yeah, another episode of Nervous Habits Podcast. Bonus content um, next week. Let me check the schedule. I think next week. Oh, yeah. Next week is the episode with the orthopedic surgeon. Adam, you got to listen to this one, buddy. Um, so I'm going to be joined by David, Dr. David Hanscom. He's been practicing orthopedic surgery for over 30 years, and we're going to be exploring the dangers of poor posture and sitting for too long. Adam's been, oh, sitting, been sitting. Adam's been sitting for two hours, and he's hunched over poor posture. Why the best solution for chronic pain isn't medication or treatment, but is instead time. The business of medicine and how the modern medical field is dishonest with patients like Adam Rabinowitz and why social isolation is hazardous to your health that's coming up next week on nervous habits adam will you be listening i will definitely make sure to listen i don't think he's listening to two years (laughs) guys thanks thanks for joining me nervous habits bonus content all right see you guys later nervous habits bonus content